right, this is Al Vins coming to you from Studio 2. Got my good friend Josh Raymond in the house. How you doing, Josh? I couldn't be better, Al. Awesome, awesome. Uh, we had quite the uh, episode 64. It ended up, uh, we decided to get together and talk about some college and high school stuff. We ended up talking for quite some time about just college stuff, mostly the soldier salute. It was entertaining. I mean, the, they, they, the, the good people of Iowa gave us plenty to they, talk about. They certainly did. They certainly did. So what do you say this episode, let's let's get back to our, uh, our roots here. Let's talk some high school. We got a bunch of stuff to, to review. Uh, we got a little bit of preview action coming up. Um, yeah, if, if we could recap some of the, you know, we talked, if we can recap some of the tournaments that have taken place over this holiday break. Right. And take a little look at, like you said, um, Return to Our Roots, our first episode, back episode one, back when we were in Studio One, which is does not have the luxuries that... It does not have the same amenities. Yes, does not. I mean, we Our first episode was um, a Clash preview show. You know, I wouldn't mind talking a little bit of um, Clash preview and in even Cheesehead preview. Sure. Yeah, that sounds good. Oh, uh, okay. So how about this? A, a friend of mine, Al, he asked, he says, you know, our team, my, our, my kid's team, they wrestled over the holiday break. They were at the Eau Claire duels and we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, he asked, you know, what do you, do you like wrestling competing over the holiday break? Their team did, does not. Okay. They were on like they had high a family, school team, right? Yeah. High school yep. team. They had a, and it works out good because he's got a family vacation. They go on every year. Um, and I go, God, I guess I don't know. I never really thought about it because for as long as I can remember, I've had a kid wrestling that's competed over this time of year. Right. So it's just, it's just what we know. Do you, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, back in the day, we used to do like the youth stuff, right? Like the Rumble on the Red Youth. We yeah. Did, we did that. Then we moved into high school, Rumble on the Red, Christmas Tournament, Cheesehead, Clash. Like there's all sorts of things and it feels like kind of always been involved in at least one of them. Yeah, it's great because like I haven't been to work in like 10 days. <laughs> I mean, to be, you know, to be honest, because with the holiday, the vacation, the holidays, and then, you know, like wrestling tournament and basketball tournament, mixing a, a couple of vacation days. There's a lot of stuff on days. flow. There's a lot of stuff on Big Ten. Like, yeah. it'd just be easier if I didn't have to work for a couple of weeks. Would that be all right? Oh, man, it would be great <laughs> if, if it was all, if we could find it all on video. But the, so you're going to have to bear with me here as we chat about some of the stuff. Like, you know, we, yeah, we can, I was at the Eau Claire Duels. I yep. was at the, um, the Champlain Park Rebel uh, Holiday Girls Tournament, yep. which was cool. Um, but a lot of the other stuff, I'm going off hearsay and just reading the brackets. Well, and we, we kind of went through some brackets earlier today and had a hard time. I mean, there's no video available at all, right, for uh, like the Rumble or Rogers. And there might there maybe is video for Rogers. Like it wasn't you, tied into to track, though, right? No. Like, like so, maybe like could, you can dig it up on Flow Wrestling. Somehow. I don't know. I don't. But not like like the old days where like the track cast we just push the. Could just click a button. It was sweet. It was um, the by state had video, um, so I was able to watch a bunch of the by state, which yep. was nice. Um, you know, they kind of there was some lumps along the way, but I think they got it figured out. And the that's a that's a pretty fun tournament. Like in the past, I've done I've helped the Wisconsin wrestler guys do a. A little preview, yeah, and, and I wasn't able to make that work this year because they did their preview like Thursday during the day. During and the day, during speaking the, of guys without jobs, yeah, I don't. There was a reason behind that. Like it had something to do with like that's when the when the pre-seeds or the auto oh, they seeds did them were right done. away after the brackets came out or the pre-seeds at least came out. Yeah, um, they did it, do pre-seeds for the bi-state, didn't they? Yeah, I think so. 
that they usually do. Yeah, pre-seeds come out, and then as long as everybody's at that weight and makes weight, pass the skin check, then that's where they're at. Otherwise, they'll shuffle accordingly. But yeah, the um, that's a fun little tournament. Like, and I, when I say little, it's not really little, um, except for when it comes to participation-wise from Minnesota, because there's I think there was only 13 teams from Minnesota this year. Yeah, you know I. I've gotten to know more Wisconsin wrestling people. There's a pretty good chunk of Wisconsin uh, folks that wrestle at Augsburg. Right? Yeah. So I've gotten to know more and more. And the Bi-State's a big deal. Like, there's a lot of big, big matches that happen there. It's a little bit, in some ways, you know, between that and the Cheesehead, but it's a little like the Christmas tournament in Minnesota where people say, um, you know, it's harder to win a Christmas tournament title than a state title. Yeah. And some years, some weight classes, that might be true. Right. But – um, the Bi-State's like a, a big, big time Wisconsin tournament. People love it over there. They get to see the big schools, the little schools. Yeah. Now, I gotta, I'd gotta. i have to do a little digging here. And you talk about how much they love it. There was, back in the day, um, I heard a story one time that like Ben Askren, like when he was, you know, when he was in high school and it, like just crushing it, right? Him and um, Marcus Levesser, you know. Yeah. You're. Oh, yeah. Former Augsburg four-time national champion. One of two undefeated college wrestlers in history. Yeah, yeah. Head coach, current head coach over at Eden Prairie. Um, apparently, they were on a collision course to wrestle each other in the finals. And I am i could be wrong, but I, I do believe this was at the Bi-State. They made it. They they wrestled each other in a championship. And, you know, like during the intros. Is like that when the they, lights went out or something crazy? Well, no. Askren showed up wearing a trench coat. And carrying a briefcase, like like he's like I literally was wearing a wearing a trench coat, a salary man, and and carrying a briefcase as they're getting as they're doing like the intros before the finals. Why don't people do that more often? So like was it um, like it was business like it was time to work business all business sort of thing? I don't know. Like, it's Ben Askren. Like, I mean, he coaches in flip flops, right? He's he seems the opposite of all business. Yeah, now. like. He's actually run a super successful business, but his demeanor is not all business to me. <laughs> no, I mean, whatever. So, like, he's walking around the bi-state, you know, getting ready to warm up with, with a trench coat, sunglasses, and a briefcase. You know, and uh, I'm almost sure this was a cheese head. Mark Hall and um, we were on a collision course. I think it was a cheese head, not a bi-state, right? That other big term over there. Uh, Mark Hall and Jake Short were in the same weight class here on a collision course, and then Hall got knocked off. But that was a cheese that head, right? That was a cheese head, yeah. yeah. Okay. That was a cheese head. Never mind. Jake Short he won went, it. went up or down a weight class for them to have the chance to wrestle. In the, in the, I thought Jake, yeah, he def, definitely changed his weight class, and everybody was fired up about it. And then a uh, kid that went on to to be a fun kid to watch at Michigan or whatever, yeah. being Hall. But, yeah, that was cheese head, not, not by state. But... Like imagine if there was video from back back in streaming from back in those days when, oh, yeah. when Askren wrestled Levesseur at the Bi State. Bloomington Kennedy's still going to because I, I I believe at the time Levesseur was wrestling for Kennedy. Right. Bloomington Kennedy's still going to the Bi State. Really? They were there again this year, yeah. So um let's talk about that about that tournament. Like just a, you know, a little bit. Minnesota for only having thirteen teams represented really well. I'd have to look to see how many Wisconsin had. They got a pile. I don't know what the what the number is. Maybe 60 teams from Wisconsin. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it, it's a ton of teams. But Hastings won. So they break it up. 
they break it up division one, two, and three. Okay. So that's, you know, division ones are big schools, two is medium size, three is the small schools, you know, basically our triple A, double A, single A. And then they have a winner for each division. And Hastings won the division one title with 205 points. Okay. At a great tournament. And kind of, kind of figured they would. Um, it's a good tournament for them. They had, they did fantastic there last year. I, I thought that there was a chance they could win it. Um, and they did. Then Hutch finished in eighth place with 140 and a half points. Nice. So Minnesota teams that finished in the top 10, you know, we'll kind of focus on the top 10. Right. Um, were Hastings and Hutch, or, you know, I guess technically I should say Hutchinson, Buffalo Lake, Hector Stewart, I believe is their, is their co-op. Um, and then in, in the Division Two, Zombrota Mazeppa took second with 205 points. Zombrota? <laughs> oh, Zombrota Mazeppa, Al. Oh. The Cougars. I, hey, make sure you include both names. We do not want to be a JV organization here, right? Oh. We got to be professional. Yes, we got to be the varsity level. And <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, we're, we're kind of giving a little bit of a hard time. Not even. Not even. We're just teasing the uh, good guys from JV Takes from their podcast. Yeah, they apparently caught a little grief for just saying Zombrota, right? They must have been so fired up they just, uh, you know, shortened it up. Yeah, I get it. I would too. I mean, there's right? a lot. I mean, We've probably both done it. I know I have. Many times. You um, almost did it with Hutch just now. Almost? Almost. Caught yourself. You know, I got to give those guys from JV Takes, we talked about them. Again, if you're looking, I know one of our biggest things is we don't probably get out enough content for our for the wrestling fans in Minnesota. So if you're looking for a little more, go check out their podcast, JV Takes. It's available on all platforms, and they... Um, they mainly do section one stuff, but they'll I'm sure they'll probably mix in some by state recap stuff here and sure. Um it's the guys that do are Logan Brewer and Kyle Hunnicky, they're good Hugh guys, so they're gonna actually I was telling a guy about guy at work about these guys. I okay. Because hey, I work with a guy from Zombrota Mazeppa, Brandon Lundy. Okay. Do you remember what he in, invented his own wrestling move? I don't know if we've ever talked about this on air. Have we? Uh not on air. I don't think we have on air. So, I feel like now we have to. Okay, bring it on. So, Brandon Lundy wrestled for the Cougars back in the, I don't know, early 2000s, 2007, 2008, somewhere around there. Okay. He had his own wrestling move that he invented. It was called the Destroyer. So, Josh, the Destroyer. Like, set the stage for me here. Like, um, let's say you're teaching a kid um, a Half Nelson series on the mat, right? Like, yeah. one, of the, one of the primary... Um, tactics would be to get a half Nelson and a far wrist. And if the guy's fighting, you maybe like drag him across their knee. Yeah, kind of stretch him out a little bit. Yeah, just get that leverage and then dump them on their back, right? Like, yeah, what, what so, do we used to call it? You like rake them across your knee? Yeah. So, what was the twist on that particular strategy that was brought into the move called the destroyer? <laughs> so, Lundy would get that. He would get that <laughs> kind of that half Nelson, that far wrist. Well, then he would kind of like bait them a little bit and let them come up to their feet. So they're on their feet. You got a half <laughs> Nelson and a far wrist, but they're on their feet. They're on their feet. Okay. <laughs> and he would then he would step in front <laughs> and dump them. Kind of you that know, knee block again. That, that knee block, but from their feet. But from five to six feet in the air. <laughs> yes. And that guy, the wrestler, would come screaming. You know, so what's in between this guy's nose and the mat? <laughs> He's literally they're they're. You know, he's flipping them in air, and they're landing on their back, and, like, almost every time knocks the wind out of them because there's no way to protect themselves. And then 
you know, Lundy would land on top of them to make it worse. Right. And knock the wind out of them, and then hopefully pin them. Right. You know, like, um, and I think it worked for a for It's quite a technique. I've actually seen it demonstrated <laughs> in the youth wrestling room. Yeah, it it's, is, it's impressive. It is impressive. Um, I do not recommend introducing this to youth wrestling people. Like, when we when we did it in the youth no, these were adults in <laughs> these the were year, adults uh, these were high school kids in the youth wrestling room that Josh walked through the move. Like, Got to try not. this. <laughs> um, but it was pretty effective, and until the refs got savvy to like they would you know they're like wait a minute he's coming up they're coming up their feet with a half and a wrist so they would stop it for potentially dangerous. But the best part is his dad would be like in the stands yelling, "Do the destroyer!" <laughs> <You know? laughs> And everybody's like, hey, listen to the guy making up moves, Destroyer. And then they see it, and, they and they're see like, that is the Destroyer. <laughs> the Destroyer. That's a Destroyer. It also, he also had a blizzard named after it at the, um, the, Dairy, Queen? the Dairy Queen in Zambrotto. So you could go there and order, you know, back in 07. A Destroyer? A Destroyer blizzard. That's awesome. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember the exact ingredients, but it wasn't on the menu. No. It was like a secret menu thing. <laughs> So I know I got a little, little bit of a tangent there, but the why, why I bring that up is because I was telling Lundy, you know, because I work with a handful of ex-wrestlers. Sure. So when we get the chance, we always chat wrestling. And I said, hey, there's some guys from down your way that um, started this podcast. It's, it's a pretty good listen, especially if you're from southeastern Minnesota. And he said, oh, yeah, who is it? And I said, oh, kid's name is Logan Brewer and Kyle Haneke. And he's like, what? He's like, Kyle Haneke's got a podcast where he's talking about wrestling? And I'm like... <laughs> Yeah, it's good. Why? He goes, what's he talking about? He goes, score an early takedown and sit on an, sit on an ankle for the next five and a half minutes of the match. <laughs> and now, Kyle, if you're listening to this, that is not my words. That That's is a quote. That is a quote from Brandon Lundy. And I, I said, I, I guess I don't know. You know, no, that's not what they're talking about. He, he goes, well, you could tell him that I said that. And he started laughing. So, but Logan and, and Kyle went down and they did some, some play-by-play at the uh, at the by state and yeah nice yeah they uh, were um, actively involved with the Wisconsin wrestler podcast guys and helped promote that tournament and helped work it and it's nice to have we talked about in our last episode how much better it is watching a wrestling match with a couple man I don't know I think we jinxed ourselves talking about it because uh, Midlands and um, and the Soldier Salute both of them were just dead silence well actually this. The scuffle is pretty good because they've got live microphones with guys that work the tables who are pretty entertaining because they they don't realize the mics are live. And oh, this has been bet. this way like three years in a row, I've noticed it. Some pretty funny dudes. Oh, shucks. Yeah. You know, there's some not appropriate for, you know, public consumption stuff and yeah. whatnot. But uh, talking about the antics from the night before or this, that, and the other thing, kind of funny. But yeah, the Soldier Salute, pretty big tournament in Iowa. Big wrestling state, no play-by-play, even for the finals. Uh, Midlands, no play-by-play, at least through the quarters. I did, I, um, I'm trying to think if they had play-by-play. I don't think they had play-by-play for the semis or finals either. I don't think they did. Yeah. That's, Pretty embarrassing, really. That's, you know, congrats to the Bi-State for doing better than yeah. Soldier Salute and the Midlands. So just for clarity, Josh, you're saying Wisconsin greater than Iowa. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, okay. that doesn't. Yeah. I mean, I know you feel like that in football, but I didn't. No, know I for don't sure feel that way in football in at all. Professional football. I mean, <laughs> not, not. I wouldn't have a professional football team. So I'm. You know what? I'm a more of a fan of the Hawkeyes football team than I am the 
what is the what is the professional football team's name Are you in kidding Wisconsin? Me? I mean, it's, it's yeah. I mean, the colors, the Packers. Oh, just what's worse, green and gold or black and gold? What's worse? Is it not even a question? <laughs> yeah, right. It's green and gold. <laughs> okay, back to back. Let's get back to the buy stater. Okay. Yep. Um. So. Zambrotto Mazappa takes second in Division II with 205 points. They're tie- they end up tying Hastings. Caledonia Houston finishes ninth. And then I know I said we're going to stay in the top 10, but South St. Paul took 10th and Cannon Falls Randolph took 11th. All right, so I need you to back it up just a second. Yeah. So you said Zambrotta tied Hastings? Yeah, they had the same overall points, 205. So you mentioned that they break it up in a single, double, triple A, big, little, medium school, whatever, right? Yeah. But that's just the way they announce and, and award team titles. Like, they're all in the same tournament. Yeah. Right? So, like, the Zambrota guys, Zambrota and Zeppa guys and the Hastings guys were in the same tournament. Exact same tournament. So, their team score being identical, same tournament, same deal. I just got a little confused there when you mentioned that um, they broke it up into three different classes. But that's purely for the awards. Yeah. Got it. Yep, that's my understanding, anyways, and I, I could be wrong. Well, they were in the same brackets. We know that, right? Yeah, they, yeah. one hundred percent the yeah. same brackets. They wrestled each other, you know. Right. There was plenty of head to heads, but yeah. So you you would have a, you know, a Minnesota, which is cool, right? Like if at the Christmas tournament they said, by the way, this is the top single A class, uh, single A school. Yeah. If if you had like a a crazy number of teams, like a, a, a good guys. representation, like, there's a, right, right? A ton of teams, like right. it wouldn't wouldn't work as good at the Christmas tournament because there's well, there's just not, not nearly as many teams, right? Half the number of teams. Half the number of teams, and we don't have as many classes. The mix teams. is not as good, yeah. Um, so then, you know, okay, we talked about Cannon Falls Randolph. They finished in 11th in Division Two. So let's scroll down to Division Three, in Chatfield. The Gophers, they were tops of the tourney with 291 and a half points. Not only did they win the Division Three title, but they also had... You know, whatever that is, 41 and a half more points than the Division Two and Division Three champs. Wow. That Chatfield team is legit. That's impressive. Very impressive. And they, I mean, like, as I'm watching them kind of go through the brackets, they wrestled really well. And we'll talk a little bit after, you know, sometime about the We get their to a clash Cassin. preview, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, the Casson duel. Yes, they are going to the clash. We could, we'll cover that, but we should talk about their duel with Casson. Definitely. Somewhere in here, we'll... Um, probably not as prepared as we have been in the past sometimes, maybe, but... Speak for yourself. I've yeah. always been unprepared. Yes, me too. So <laughs> bear with us. Um, but, yeah, so Chatfield wins wins the Division three with 291.5 points. Goody finishes in six with 121 points. And according to Brandon Lundy, he would say that they scored most of their points by riding at an ankle. All right. Um, again, that's Brandon Lundy's words, not mine. If we look at some of the weights, we got... Um, at 114 pounds, Jake Fitzpatrick of Aquinas. He beat Chatfield's Javier Berg in the finals. Aquinas is in lacrosse, but I think Fitzpatrick is actually a lacrescent, lives in lacrescent. You know, drives across the river for, for high school. At 120 pounds, Blake Beisel. He beats a Wisconsin State champ from Hudson. Liam, Liam Neitzel won nothing in the finals. 126, Hastings' is Trey Beisel gets the W over Hutchinson. Hutchinson, Buffalo Lake, Hector Stewart's Logan Schwanz. Um, I don't want to forget about Cannon Falls Randolph's Kelvin Singwald. He took fourth. His only losses in that bracket were to Easton Cooper of D.C. Everest. Okay. At 132 pounds, the defending 
champ from Zimbrotum Zeppa, Jack Creer, took second this year after falling to Rowan Carey of Mineral Point. Gage Bartles from Chatfield took seventh, and Max Martin from Hutch took 11th. At 138 pounds, Jack Bainbridge from Hastings took sixth. Raiden Bipes from Hutch took ninth, and Alden Pearson from Chatfield took 11th. Now you're you're going to notice a lot of these towns repeating each other. These guys like Chatfield, like obviously, if they were able to accumulate whatever 291 points, they had a good tournament. At 144, Caledonia, I'm sorry, 144 pounds, Caledonia Houston's Owen Denstead, Denstead he won the title. He nice. is. He recently um, committed to. I want to say Upper Iowa. That's where he plans on going to wrestle next year. Okay. And he he had a fantastic tournament. At 150 pounds, Saul St. Paul's Nate Birchhold took third. Chatfield's Carson Rowland took fifth. Caledonia Houston's Isaac Blocker took tenth. And Zambroda Mazeppa's Lakin Copeman took eleventh. Now those guys, that'll be that Blocker and Copeman match, that's worth keeping an eye on because they've wrestled they wrestled in their duel earlier this year. Then they wrestled here. That's gonna be an eventual section matchup if they're at the same same weight come section tournament. Oh, nice. Yeah, so that, and I think both matches so far have been a one-point match. At 157, Zombrota Mazeppa's Caleb Lochner, he took fourth. Chatfield's Ben Carrier took sixth, and Eastview's Pierce Lewis finished in 12th place. At 165 pounds, Chatfield's Aiden Miner took fourth, and Hutchinson's Luke Hoig took fifth. At 175 pounds, we didn't have any Minnesota wrestlers place. But at 190, Chatfield's Kale Shot took fourth, and Goodhue's Grant Reed took 11th. 215 pounds, Caleb Curdy of Goodhue took fourth, Derek Stanky of Hastings took fifth, and Brady McPherson of Orno took seventh. And at heavyweight, we had Jack Bauer of Eastview take ninth, Miles Mulhern of Chatfield take 11th, and remember that Mulhern name because we'll talk about him a little bit later. And 12th place was Jack Carlson of Goodhue. So Minnesota was well represented for only having 13 teams participate. Yeah. I'd say they took first, second, and first in all three respective classes. They had a really good Including tournament. first overall. First overall and by a small school. I don't know. That's kind of like the old, you know, can be when the Christmas tournament story a little bit, right? Like Well, and I don't I don't know the history enough of the by state. I should find this out because I could. Um, you know, how often that happens. I can't imagine it's too often. I wouldn't think so. As we, okay, um, Al, what do we, how about we, should we roll into that Chatfield Cass and Manerville duel? <clears throat> you got, uh, yeah, that works for me. Does it? Um, the, it was, I don't know when the heck, the, okay, so it was, it was before Christmas, like maybe the 22nd or something like that. Those guys, Chatfield hosted a duel, just a straight duel with Cass and Manorville in the Chatfield gym. Have you ever been to the Chatfield gym, Al? Uh, not for, well, maybe never. I'm not sure I have. I, I can't imagine where it would ever happen, but you've been to the Randolph gym. I have. And there's uh, like, you remember like off the top of your head, like roughly how many bleachers there are in the Randolph gym? Like well, I mean, I bleachers. walked all the way up to the top. Yes. And I think seats. I only passed four or five sets of bleachers to get to the top. Yeah, I think. <laughs> Call so, it six-ish. Six-ish. <laughs> and it looks to me like the, I've never, I don't think I've ever been in the Chatfield gym either, but it looks to me like they're maybe like eight bleachers high. All right. 
25 percent bigger 33 percent actually yeah yeah that's a giant improvement they did a so now they streamed their match um because chatfield streams all their stuff yeah it's like on i don't know if it's like chatfield cable tv or what what cctv actually stands for but i I believe that's it and then they always have play-by-play guys and guys who've been doing it a long time and are good at it. A long time. You remember when they used to come to the, the Tiger Duels? Yeah. And they would come up and do it? Right. Like really professional up at the top. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like They've some got their serious equipment. <laughs> um, huge homers, which is totally cool. There's which good, I'm absolutely cool with. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's your stream. You can be a homer. Like if you listen to, uh, yeah, if you're doing, if you're putting you the You think Mac Ryder's cheering for the Hawkeyes when they wrestle the Gophers? Zero chance. Zero chance. He's from Iowa. Yes. And he's not cheering for he's, the Hawkeyes. No way. So I like that. Um, it was funny too because as I'm watching the duel, well, I was actually I was at my daughter's basketball game first, and um, <laughs> I was I no I not I was not watching it I was not watching the duel at the game I promise Carter I'm, no chance I'm pro- I'm making a conscious effort not to do that this year, and um, so I was gonna wait till I got home to watch it right and I, the game was in Blooming Prairie so it's just a short like hour and ten minute drive from my house sure. And I get a text message from a buddy, and he's like, are you watching this duel? And it's like, I am not. And please don't ruin it for don't me, because I'm going to watch it when I get home. And right? he's like, okay, make sure you stay off Twitter. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So thanks for, Woody, thanks for the heads up. Yo. Drive home. I fire up that duel, and um, they got, the gym is absolutely packed. Awesome. Like you, they, and you're saying it's not too big of a gym. There's not a ton of seating. Did they? They had extra seating though, right? They did. They actually it was pretty cool. They added, they added extra seating around the mat. You know, folding chairs, rows and rows of folding chairs, because they, I mean they really made a, a a very solid production out of it. You know, and I mean Cass and Manorville, you know how well they travel. Oh yeah. So you got you got Chatfield who they love they love wrestling and they love their team. Um, Castle Manorville's no different. And like, so where the camera angle I had most of it, like there was probably, I don't know, call it a dozen Castle Manorville youth wrestlers, like just laying on the floor, sitting on the floor, like watching, you know, next to the mat. Yeah. Um, then there was, I noticed they had the chairs set up next to the Chatfield team. Okay. I couldn't see, I couldn't really see Casson's bench much, but I could see Chatfield's bench. And next to them was like another bench. Okay. I would say another team it looked like. And I'm kind of looking and trying to figure it out. And here's what they did. They set up another set of chairs for, I believe it was in 2014, they won a state championship. Right. That's where those guys were sitting. Oh, nice. Like literally right next to the current team on the floor, mat side. Uh, that was, That's awesome. That was well played. Yes. And, you know. I actually prefer that. So some schools would put like, you know, rowdy fans and high school kids or whatever, like right behind the other team's bench and try to rattle them. I prefer like the move of putting your stud team from 10 years ago right next to your current team. Oh yeah. And it was, it was, that's well played. It was well played. Whoever thought of that, you know, congrats. That was, that was awesome. And so the gym is packed and I'm kind of fast forwarding. So they wrestled the JV matches first and you know, I've made a good effort. I was going to watch watch some of the JV matches to see what you know what's coming up the pipeline. But they must have wrestled, Al. It was like a ridiculous number of JV matches. That's so awesome. It was like two hours of JV matches yes. before the duel. I'll tell you what, Casson and Chatfield are going to be good for a while because they got a ton of kids coming, right? And good kids, like 
I ended up eventually having to fast forward to get to the high school or the varsity duel. But at some point after your drive home after the basketball game, you only have so many hours left that day. You don't want to wait till the next day because there's zero chance you can keep it secret. Zero. Like there's chance. no way you can you can avoid social media and your text messages for a whole another night. Yeah. So, so you got you got to get to the varsity. Keep in mind this whole time I have my phone down. I'm not looking at it. Yeah. I'm right. Not, I'm not. Anyone who texts me, I have nothing to do with it. Yeah, <laughs> silence, and it's just... And this time of year, my phone just drives my wife absolutely crazy because I'm not great at multitasking. Sorry, Jolene. Yeah, like, I, she's... <laughs> Al is to blame. I'm part of that. Um, she, you know, you get a handful of conversations going on with wrestling fans and wrestling people, and, you know, I'd like to say I'm not great at multitasking, so we'll be talking about one thing, her and I, and then... Like an important text message comes and say, like, "Oh, I got a, a super important text message." <laughs> yeah, like, super. did you see that second period splatter in that third place match at the? <laughs> like, I mean, it, it, you know, when you say it like that, it doesn't sound important, but at the time, it feels oh, important. super important. <laughs> so, phone is down. I start watching the duel, and Cass and Manville comes. They come out of the gate. They get a pin at one hundred six right off the bat. First period pin. For, yeah, first period pin. Right, Rex Ashford pins kid named Jameson Preby. And Chatfield thought they were going to win that match. Sure. Now, I I will say I don't know Preby as well as I know Ashford because I've seen Ashford wrestle. Okay. Um, he uh, he's a tough kid. He I mean he's placed at Tulsa before. Like yeah. You know he's seventh grader and making his way into that lineup. And Chatfield was like, oh no, this ain't good. This right, is not you got not all your plans. Cool. And however. Yeah. However, you know at 114 pounds, Javier Bird got down to. Down to 114. I think it was his first time getting down there. Well, and, and he probably, let's be honest, he probably didn't ever need to make 114 other than for this. Right? He, like he could have waited for his plus two. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like he, he, and he was not a small 114 pounder. I believe so it. You, you're defending state champ. He gets down to 114 and he ends up, um, he ends up majoring uh, Callan Anderson. And I think it was 10 nothing, something like that. Like, so that, that, that was a nice win for, for Chadfield, and I think that helped ease them, ease the team a little bit and kind of, you know, like, right the ship. I mean, it was nice because sure. it, it, things could have gone south quickly, but Berg said not today. Well, then at 121, Kaysen Johnson from Chadfield, he beat Spencer Myers 3 nothing. All right, then at 127, Hunter Polakowski from Chadfield beat Kaimani Bent from Kasson 8-4. And then at 133, they get Chatfield got a huge win from Gage Bartles over Aiden Frederick, eight to six. Are you noticing the theme here, Al, with these scores? Yeah. So start out with a pin, right, for Casson, and then and then a major for yep. Chatfield, but then three straight very competitive matches. Just grinders. Three, two, three, four point matches. No bonus points coming. Um, yeah, and you know, look, both these programs are tough. We we've talked over the years about good teams versus good programs, right? And these guys are not just good teams, although they are. They're also good programs, and kids have pride and they fight and they battle and they one hundred percent in their claw home like, gym, like yeah. You know that say I I wish I knew how many people were actually there because I imagine there was. I'm know, sure the fire marshal does not want to know. Yes, exactly. He would rather because <laughs> he was probably know. also there, yeah. right in Chatfield. Yeah, absolutely. He probably has a nephew on the team. At least one. Um, so okay, so Bartles gets a win over Frederick at 133. Well, then at 139, the other Frederick, Owen Frederick, he flips the script and he gets a win over Alden Pearson eight to three. 
another decision. Um, now at 145 pounds, here was kind of what I think, you know, I'm, I'm probably not as um, in tune with wrestling in section one as I used to be. Right. But I, I believe at 145, that was a swing match. Jack Dornak from Chatfield, he ends up, you know, I think Dornak's maybe unranked. And he goes out and he beats Jonah Coleman from Casson six to two. And I think Coleman's ranked like fourth in the state. Nice. And that, I mean, that's a huge win. It's like the gym just went absolutely nuts after. Maybe a, gets back those points they were thinking they might get at 107 and they were on a roll. Casson stops it. They get right back on it. It's huge. Like that was, you could just feel like. The, the reaction of the crowd just went bananas, you know, and, after and that And Casson's tough up top, right? They knew, everybody knew Casson was going to score some points towards the end of the duel. Oh, yeah. Right? So now was the time to strike. Yeah, that, I mean, you look at, like, as, okay, we'll go on to that next weight, 152, Joey Kennedy. He wrestled Carson Rowland. You know, they're both leaders of their team, both great wrestlers. Um, talked about them plenty on this, on the show here. And Kennedy goes out and maybe wrestles the best match I've seen him wrestle this year, and he majors Roland. And Roland is no slouch. Like, Roland would have been Roland would have been on the podium last year, but he fell victim to, I, be, I believe, yep. he would have been on the podium last year, but he fell victim to the, he had a, a bad draw going into a single elimination tournament. You know, he, he lost right. to Seth Elwood, or I'm sorry, not Seth, um, Charlie, Charlie Elwood in the first round, and then Charlie got beat in the next round, upset. Right. So Roland only got one match. Um, and I think his match with Elwood was close. So, Kennedy majors rolling fourteen to four. Joey looked really it's good. A big win. It was yeah. a huge win. It's like okay. Well, then Luke Swanson, he tech falls his guy. Well, here's where I believe things kind of changed a little bit. Chatfield bumped everybody up from one sixty up, and then they inserted Bill Kester. Okay. And Swanson went out and tech falled Kester. Got five points for his team. Kester saved a point by not getting pinned. Swanson yep. wrestled awesome. At 160, well, then Dominic Mann goes out and wrestles Ben Carrier. And I want to say, I got to think about this, was, I can't remember how this played out. Mann was maybe up five to nothing and took down without any hesitation whatsoever. Sure. Maybe, maybe he wasn't up five to nothing, but he was winning. He took down, you know, like it was when it was his choice, took down. He just knew he was going down, he was going to get away. Right. And the announcers, the play-by-play guys, they know they're, they're Chatfield wrestlers, so we're like, oh, man, that, that's risky. Carrier's tough on top. Now, is Carrier wrestling up a weight? He is. Okay. I, yep. I'm, I'm almost positive he is. So, look, if you're Dominic, man, you're a good wrestler, you're tough, you're, you're winning the match, you're wrestling a guy who's smaller than you, of course you're going to go down. Why wouldn't you? Right? That's the mindset. And he, he had been controlling the match the entire time until then. And um, so he goes down, Carrier cradles him. Oh boy! And turns him. Yeah, I mean, it was. I I won't. I don't know how close he was to being pinned, but he, like Dominic was on his back for a while, and it was the one thing that helped him was a false cradle. Okay. So Dominic Didn't did have a, the cross face. Yeah, he did a good job of getting that shoulder up and weathering the storm. Yep. And I mean, but he had to fight for a long time to not get pinned. And after that period, man, both those guys were so tired. <laughs> like you know, I'm sure Carrier trying to pin him and Dominic, you know, fighting off the pin. Dominic ends up winning the match, but only 5-4. Okay. So that's kind of a win for Chatfield. Sure. Then at 189 pounds, Casamanderville's Owen Nelson beats Aiden Miner 
And then at 215, Chatfield's defending state champ, Kale Schott, he goes out and he majors Jacob Deutzman from Cass and Manorville. Which I, makes it winner take all at heavyweight. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, Schott did his job. Like, he, say, he's an 89-pounder, and he got a major at 215. Like, this really worked out pretty good for Chatfield. And no, it did not make it winner take all. No, because... No, that made it 20 to 24. They were still down four going into heavyweight, right? Yes. Yes, yes. So I know what you're thinking. A lot of times at heavyweight matches, and, and you know, you can think it's going to be winner take all because of there's... Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I just said my... I got sideways. I wasn't looking at results, and in my head, I thought that was it, but that was not it. No, I looked it's... down at my screen, and far from over. Kasson's up 24 to 20 over Chatfield. All they have to do is avoid... a. A tech or a, a pin. Yeah. Yep. And, um, you know, Cass and Winnie, Cass and Manorville's heavyweight is probably very capable of doing that, but he was definitely jacked up. He was excited for the for the moment, and he was wrestling Miles Mulhern from Chatfield. And, you know, these guys are pushing and hand fighting, and they get off the edge of the mat. And, the, you know, the Cass and coaches are like, hey, Cass and just calm down. Just relax a little. Take a breath. Like, don't pressure in so much. Like, you don't. Don't force anything. Like, there's a lot of match left. They go back and restart. I don't know how well Winnie heeded their advice because he got hit in a nasty fireman's to his back by Mulhern, and Mulhern gets the pin for the walk-off win for the home crowd. And that Chatfield gym Was went. it loud? Oh, my <laughs> gosh. There was... We, we actually got, we got tweeted at, or we got mentioned in a tweet by some guys. Uh, they were talking during the JV matches, you couldn't even hear the whistles. Like, it was so loud during JV in that gym, you couldn't hear the whistle. So, I, my son, Cash, goes, did, uh, did you see that after, after the match was over when, when they got that pin at heavyweight? He goes, I've never seen grown men run out on the mat like that. <laughs> I mean, that, it was wild. And... You know, I got to give a lot of credit to the officials because they, um, I think they officiated one heck of a duel. Sure. In a, like a, a probably a, you know, a, a very high pressure type situation. And one of them was v- a very young ref, one of the youngest. Okay. Taylor DeFrang from, oh yeah. From Doriota. Right. I'm, I'm not positive, but it, I believe that was him. And, um, you know, they're, like I said, they had two refs, they did. It was a very, very fun duel for like a wrestling wrestling fan to watch. Like Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah, that was, you know, and I don't know oh my gosh, they the announcers were talking about the last time Chatfield maybe beat Casson. Uh I don't it, I don't know when it would be twenty some years yeah, ago or something I mean, like no that. No time recently. Yeah, they, they well and they referenced it by a wrestler. They said, Well, yeah, that would the last time we'd have beat them was when Ryan was on the team. Well, I don't know who Ryan is. Right. You know, I mean, literally, that was it. That was, they said, the, whatever the, the kid's name was, they said his first name. One of the announcers, kids, or yeah, maybe was, brother. Yeah, something. <laughs> I was like, okay, that doesn't help me. But, um, and hats off to Casson for going down there and wrestling that duel. Oh, no doubt, right? Going into a, a hostile environment, knowing that it's a super good team. Oh, yeah. And, and you're at risk of losing a big duel, but not being afraid, going and getting the matches. Um, hey, I, I got to ask you a question, Josh. Did you say... That um, Casson Manorville's heavyweight's name was Casson. It is. It is Casson Winnie. Kale's Kale Winnie's little brother. I probably should well, say younger it's brother. His brother, right? But, younger brother. Um. Yeah, I think that is 
maybe how ironic is that right yeah, like, just an odd coincidence yeah. more than anything but um yes Cassin Manville's heavyweight is Cassin Winnie nice now I don't know has that ever happened before I can't think of it. I, I mean, mean, when you were I'm not quite the historian. When your kids were wrestling are, for Farmington, did you guys ever have a wrestler named Farmington Vens? We did not. Okay, I just checked the rosters. We did not. <laughs> like there is, this has got to be a first. I'm yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe someone from uh, Oklahoma moved to Hutchinson, and there was a Hutch wrestler named Hutch. That could be. Yeah, that could like, be something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Hey. It was a, a fantastic duel. And next year, I believe I read in the uh, Rochester paper that Chatfield is going to Casson. Nice. So they, yeah, they, they both coaches agreed last year to do a two year. Yeah, do a home and home. And yeah. And they, they know they, you know, they're, they got a lot of good, tough kids coming. And that was, that was evident by the uh, JV matches. Yeah. And if you want to go watch that match, it's available on YouTube. Um, maybe on. You know, like the Chatfield, the CCTV YouTube page, or actually, you know what you can do? You can go, I remember seeing this, you can go click on the results page at the guillotine. Yep. Our good friends at the guillotine. And as you scroll down through the matches, at the bottom of that is a link to the YouTube channel with the matches on. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So thank Yeah, because I, I did not see that duel yet, and I definitely want to. I've still got a little bit of... Um, a little bit of other wrestling on my to-do list here to catch up on, but I've got I've got some time this week uh, to catch up on it, so I will do that. that. That is a good one to go catch up on. And if if anyone knows of any other duels or potential matchups that are that are coming up like that, yeah, I mean even if it's not state, quite that high profile, just like a good duel that's coming up, maybe or or even after the fact, if it's a really fun duel that turned out to be an awesome back and forth or some unexpected stuff. Uh, tag us and let us know. Like that's awesome. Yeah, we'd we'd love to know about it. And we'd if you could tag us in that situation, it'd be great because um, we're gonna miss some stuff, and we'd love to just stay in the loop on it. Yeah, it's just more convenient if if people tag us. It's easy, right? Like we can we may or may not see it scrolling by, but like in this case, we got tagged. We knew it was a big one. Uh, you were busy anyway, but yeah, it, yeah, it was that was a fun a fun high school wrestling duel and the. What a way to roll into the holiday weekend there. No doubt. Okay, Al. Um, let's go. What about this? Let's see. We talked. We're talking. We started with the Bi-State, right? We went Bi-State. Let's go. Let's go Rumble on the Red. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about the Rumble on the Red. Um, you'll have to excuse me because this is not... The Rumble on the Red, when, when we used to go up there... It was a little different than it is right now. I mean, there was... I mean, do you remember how big the brackets were then? Well, the varsity brackets were normally 64-man brackets with somewhere in the mid-30s to lower 40s, right? Like, call it 35 to 45 kids in the brackets. And the JV brackets, a lot of those were 70, 80 kids. And I, yeah, I think... That, and I... You know, we're not that far off from that. So, like, right now, there are 32-man brackets. Okay. The varsity brackets were, like, 32-man and then the JV, you know, there was there was a ton of kids in the JV brackets, and I think that's a huge draw for this tournament is the JV brackets because you can get your JV wrestlers a bunch of matches. Yeah, for sure. Um, but it it is definitely down a little bit on the varsity side, I would say. 
for whatever reason. I mean, maybe it's probably the weather. I don't know. Like, well, I don't. Yeah, the weather, no doubt. That place. We did we catch a text that said they had only had like five varsity mats going. Like, yeah, on the, on the first day for sure. On the first day, yeah. Like I actually we a couple text messages like that that you know I'll. I'll one friend of the show mentioned that they left their his son's team left their hotel at six thirty in the morning. You know, on the bus yep. to go there for weigh, go weigh in and get ready. Right, didn't wrestle till like two, and he he didn't have a first round bye. His first match wasn't until two, Oof. and then they didn't get out of there till nine o'clock at night, maybe even a little bit later. That's a long day. When and that's day one. Day one, right? That is a. I feel like that's a, a tweak that they need to make for next year like there's no reason the kids need to be there that long no like no i mean if that's a situation if your brackets are such that the jv brackets are huge your varsity brackets aren't as big that's fine it is what it is but um run all jv until say two in the afternoon or four in the afternoon or sometime and then open up a decent number of mats and run a bunch of varsity through so that all your varsity guys can get they're, you know, one, two, three, four matches in in a reasonable time, and you can still run all your JV brackets through. But but to spread that out so bad that um, people are gone from the hotel for I didn't even listen to the math, but fourteen hours yeah, or whatever, hours. I mean, and get one match in, you know, without anything weird happen. Well, they happening. they were they ended up wrestling. He ended up wrestling multiple matches that day but his first match was not until two two in the afternoon after i mean that's a a long time to be there and not wrestle sure and like you say without a bye or something yeah like that that i mean but there there was still good competition um you know the the top 10 teams that you know in 10th place was dawson boyd lockway parl montevideo united Ninth place was Grand Rapids. Eighth was Bismarck. Seventh was Bemidji. Sixth was Staples Motley, which I saw their head coach, um, Jim Jackson, just recently got his 900th career coaching victory. Never thought it would be at Staples Motley, but it is. Fifth place was St. Francis. Fourth was Forest Lake. Third was Elbert Lee. Second was Shockby. They had 166 points. And first was Moundsview. With 177 points, Moundsview just continues to win and roll, man. Yeah, right? Those guys are going to have a pretty memorable season if they, um, yeah, win the Christmas tournament, win the Rumble, and yeah, just a lot of good things. You know, like say, just they're having fun over Moundsview right now. Should we look at some like some individuals here? Yeah. Well, let's start. You want to start at the lightweight or the heavyweights? Oh, I'm kind of old school. I'm all right starting with the small guys and working my way up. Okay, well, you said small guy, so we'll start at 107 pounds where Anthony Heim won in overtime over Callie Graber, who Callie Graber is not a guy, Al. Callie Graber is not. She is absolutely a girl, and she made the finals of the boys' division at the Rumble on the Red. I don't know for sure, but that's certainly the first time I can remember... Uh, a gal making the finals of that tournament. I mean, there have been. I remember watching like national ranking ranking implications in the in the semifinals and finals of that tournament. And it's maybe it's maybe just a hair different than it used to be, but still super tough. Yeah, oh yeah, there's like I mean, making the finals is an accomplishment no matter what. Oh yeah, 
big you, time. You make a you make the finals of the boys division as a girl. That's a pretty big feather right there. Oh yeah, totally. And I mean they have and you know give credit to the Rumble on the Red. They have a girls division. Yeah. But you know Northfield decided that. Um, have Callie Graber wrestle with the boys, and and for good reason. She had a one heck of a tournament, you know. Yeah, I mean that's they're they're up there trying to win it as a team too, or score for sure. Yeah, like, I mean, she's their best option, 107 to score points, and she happens to make the finals. Yeah. That's a lot of team points. That is a lot right? of team points. Um, another kid to keep an eye on at that weight is eighth grader Gage Bergia from Staples. We talked about Staples and Jim Jackson getting his 900th win. Yeah, Staples Motley. His only loss in the tourney was to Heim in the semis, and he also had one heck of a close match with Owen LaRose from Moundsview, where he beat LaRose one nothing. Oh wow! LaRose was in the finals at the Christmas tournament. Yeah, and um, yeah, just another eighth grader. You know, as we're you and I are getting older, and don't see these you know these guys. Um, he's uh he'll be one to uh, follow as we go. At 114 pounds, Brady Swenson of Moundsview, he makes the championship. Before he dropped the finals match to uh, Nicholas Ensminger from Bismarck Legacy, but Swenson is coming off a Christmas tournament win. So, again, part of that Moundsview, you know, momentum, I'll call it, that these guys are just, they're having a great first half of the season. At 121 pounds, New Prague's Lawson Eller brings home the belt after pinning Elijah Greenwald from Staples Motley in the finals. Another Staples kid. So they got, I think they got a pretty strong youth movement right. going on up there at Staples. Uh, 127 pounds, Christian Jelly of Grand Rapids. He bonused his way through the tourney with four pins and a tech fall. Jelly had, he had falls over number three ranked Logan Davis from Elbert Lee in the championship and number six ranked Grant Mara Forest Lake in the quarters. In, wow. In a nice tournament. Yeah. I, I can't tell you what the matches look like. I have no idea what he pinned these guys in because I have no, there's no video of it. But um, Tegan Shirk of St. Francis, he beat Shockby's Tyler Kurzinski in the third-place match at 127. At 133 pounds, Al, here's a name you're familiar with, Michael Olson of Albert Lee. Oh, yeah. He beat Wilmer's Calvin, Kevin Carlson in the finals by way of fall. There's a C. Carlson from Wilmer. That's yeah, hard to believe. C. Carlson from Wilmer. <laughs> Um, this is another one of those brackets that just there had a ton of depth. On the Constellation side, Vance Bars from Sock Rapids Rice, he, he comes back to take third place after beating Lake Crystal, Welcome Memorials, Parker Com. I think it's pronounced Com, in the third place match. Com actually sent Bars to the backside in the quarters with a four to two victory. But then Vance flipped the script there in that third place match. Oh, nice. So that's, that's always, you know, nice to see kids, you know do that at 139 pounds number five ranked daniel gunlickson of dawson boyd la quoi parle actually El- why don't you go ahead josh <laughs> I, mean, I don't want to interrupt you dawson boyd la quoi parle montevideo <laughs> united he beats nick strand of bemidji in the finals three to two strand is currently ranked number eight in AAA and had a nice w over forest lakes parker of Leiden, who's ranked number two and then Leiden came back to take third so again, there's a you know some parody in that bracket. Sure. Now the match that I probably heard the most about was at 145 pounds. Woodbury's Alex Braun had, from what I'm told, was an absolute shootout with Conlon Carlson of Wilmer. Or we could just say what was that first initial? 
C. C. Carlson, C. Carlson, from, Carlson okay. from Wilmer in the semis. Braun won the match 12 to 10. Oh, wow. When they met a couple weeks ago at the Christmas tourney, um, do you remember the score by chance? Well, I remember who the OW of the tournament was, yeah. and I don't I don't recall the score at all, but I know that Braun tore his way through a super deep, nasty bracket. Absolutely, and he actually tech-fouled Carlson. And then it was 12-10 In 12-10 this weekend. Yeah, wow. like, and I heard, like, like, really close at the end of the match, like, Carlson was really close to getting a takedown. One guy said that some refs would maybe award it a takedown, and some wouldn't. A two-point takedown, as you're a big fan of, versus a three-point takedown? I'm a huge fan of the two-point <laughs> takedown. And thank you to the State High School League and the National Federation for keeping takedowns two points as they should be. Um, at least the high school guys got to figure it out. Um, I wish I had video of this match. I don't. No doubt. That would have been a fun one. I like. I, I'm telling you, like my phone was blowing up during this match. Oh yeah. You know, like you got to see this. It's like well, I can't see it. There's no video of it. <laughs> I am not in Fargo. Um, that bracket again, just super deep. Brown would go on to beat Jackson County Central's Nolan Ambrose in the finals. It looked like St. Francis's Tyson Charmoli got banged up in the tournament somewhere along the line, and he medically forfeited out. Okay. So that, um, let's hope he's all right for the second half of the season. He's a tough kid. Um, it's not like him to, to no, not finish something he right, starts. Right. So I'm a little nervous about that. But, um, yeah, that bracket was super tough. No doubt. At 152 pounds, Woodbury's Bradley Little. He wins another deep bracket after beating Staples Motley's Colby Tappy in the finals. Yeah. Your number four ranks, Kyler Walters, got the better of number six, Caden Grenier from Moundsview, twice in the tournament. Okay. And um, I believe this marks the fourth time they've wrestled this season. Already? Already. Yeah. <laughs> um, Walters leads the series three to one. When And I'm pretty sure Grenier won the first one. It was maybe an overtime. Okay. So, yeah, those guys have wrestled four times already. 160 pounds. Thief River Falls is defending state champion, undefeated defending state champion from last, last year. Griffin Lundin, who's recently committed to wrestle next year at Northern State, he uh, bonused his way through the tourney after beating Delano's Kale Olsen 12-1. An interesting match in that bracket, Al, was the third-place match. It was a battle of Moundsview Mustang teammates. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I see you got the guillotine up. Take a look at... Um, you got the guillotine in your hand. I do. Oddly enough, the paper copy. You're going Josh style here. Take a look at 160 pounds and see who's ranked from Moundsview there. All right. Triple A. Do, do you have anything to talk about while I'm... Yeah, well, you're, he stuff? doesn't have his reading glasses on, guys. This is... Oh, uh, he doesn't have... So... You got to... Oh, we can wait. There's no rush. Take your time. 160. Uh, Colton Lewin. Colton Lewin. Okay, he's... He wrestled he's sixth. He's ranked sixth at yep. 160, right? If you scroll down to 172. Okay. See I him? see another Moundsview kid, Apollo Ashby. And what's he ranked? He's ranked second at 172. Okay. They wrestled in the third place match at 160 pounds. What? Yes. So Moundsview, they're one of they're one of those teams that like the weight changes and losing going from 14 to yeah, 13 weights they're so good up i was going to ask you earlier josh without sidetracking too far uh and i don't i have zero information on on the answer here chatfield casting with 14 weight classes i wonder how that would have shooken out you know i honestly don't know right i don't either. i have no like, idea and we don't we don't even need to go into it right because it doesn't matter it's, but it's, it's interesting. interesting yeah i mean yeah i'd have to but I you're don't. right. I mean, I heard 
when they announced 13 weight classes, um, not that much longer after Moundsview was, you know, they were talking that that actually hurts them. They're so good up top and so deep. Yeah. So here you got those two ranked wrestlers duking out at 160 for third place. Loween got the better of Ashby in overtime, five to three, I think. It'll be interesting to see what they do. You know, for well, I mean, you go up right. They've got uh, Joey Molstein at 189. He's ranked fourth. Quinn Morgan at 215, top ranked. Like they're they are loaded. And there's a Swenson in there that's wrestling 172. That he's not ranked, but he's he is. I think is it Ethan Swenson. I mean, he's no he's no pushover. Like well, we talked at heavyweight Gavin Maxey, right? If the world were different, he could probably be a pretty good two fifteen pounder. Yeah, you know he's not a very big heavyweight. He's not a huge heavyweight at all. Um, moves well, but yeah, he's For not sure. not big. Um, it's just that was kind of a fun. Uh, you know, you just don't see that all that you, often. You rarely see it. So two questions. One is, um, you could apparently enter more than one person in a weight class. Yeah. And second, Moundsview decided if we have to have a wrestle-off, we'll just do it here. It feels like I it. I assume, right? Yeah, I mean, it kind of because the, at the Christmas tournament where you can only enter one wrestler, yep. Loween was the guy over Ashby. So that makes me believe that he won, um, he won the wrestle-off leading up to that. Sure. You know, so... Just something to keep an eye on with, you know, their team's super tough. and there's Two pretty good options, right? Like, yeah. A, a good problem to have, I guess. So did, did Moundsview have anybody up at 172? You mentioned it earlier. Just yeah. Now. yeah. Yeah, they did. I was looking um, at the paper, and I barely heard you said it was, it was Swenson. Yeah, it was Ethan Swenson, yeah. and he ended up taking sixth place. Yeah, so he placed, right? Yeah, so, so he's, he's no slouch either. Right. Like, um, Man. Good yeah, problems but, to have, but it's the kind of thing you talk about in a college room, right? Like in a college room, you're like, well, we got so many good guys, lots of good recruits. Not everybody can wrestle. In high school, you know, these kids have been together for a long time, and they're finally like, okay, this is year we're going to spread out. We're going to be so good. And then all of a sudden, MSHSL says, I know you guys are, have all these grand plans, but we're going to get rid of one of these weight classes and kind of put a monkey wrench in your plans. Oh, total monkey wrench. And what a bummer. And like you said, these they've been wrestling together forever. Right. And I think they all go to the same club. You know, they they literally all wrestle, train at the same club. I mean, and obviously locations right, um, convenient right. for them, but they go to Pinnacle and the I remember Cash is like, Dad, like literally everyone on their team goes to Pinnacle. I'm like, well that that helps. That team that won the Christmas tournament, all those and the rumble? Yep, that, that team. group of kids all yes. go to Pinnacle. So if you got and and if you got any team where you get total buy into that, and I don't care what club it is, that's it, the thing, it, right? It's they're 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 doing extra wrestling yeah. above and beyond, right? It can be you pick the club; it doesn't matter. I mean, to to a certain degree, to a certain degree, right. like if you get if you get total buy in from all fourteen weights. You know, and then or thirteen or thirteen. You know, you are going to have a very good team. Let's look at moving on to one hundred seventy-two pounds. This one I figured you would enjoy, Al. The champ at one hundred seventy-two pounds. He's a North Dakota kid. I really don't care about the North Dakota kids, so I don't even mention them typically. Okay. But it's L.J. Arujo, who is headed to Nebraska next year. Go L.J. 
Yeah. Go Big Red. Yeah, he's he's a stud, man. Um, you know, so he won the bracket, but number your number two ranked Jackson Barron. Hey, you got the – oh, you know what? Forget it. You put the guillotine down, I'll just tell you. Jackson Barron, he's currently ranked number two at 160 pounds. He went up to 172. And he beat the number two pound – the number two ranked wrestler at 172 pounds in AAA, Brady Westall of New Prague, 3-0. Oh, wow. In the third place match. Yeah, that's a nice win. So do you think after seeing Barron wrestle 160 at the Christmas tournament – now 172 at the Rumble. I actually think it was maybe a team decision. Sure. For for scoring wise, for the team to get him up. You know, I mean, they took second. Yeah. Had a great tournament. I don't know for sure what. I mean, he didn't look like a 172 pounder. Well, I mean, if you make 160 for a two day tournament, it feels like you can probably make 162 and three and three and four and that sort of thing. Yeah. Moving forward, right? Right. Um, so I'm guessing that was something, maybe a little strategy for the team, but don't know. I have no idea. But that's kind of fun going up a weight class and having a lot of success too, right? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, like go get a feel for what it's like wrestling up a weight. Yeah. And, you know, maybe make it and help make a decision for later on in the year or, or, or who knows. You know, there's right. a lot of things that go into it. At 189 pounds, this was an interesting one. We had a number two versus number three ranked wrestler matchup in the finals. Number three, Aiden Carlson of St. Francis. He ended up getting a fall over defending state champion Marco Christensen from Minnetonka, who's currently ranked number two. Um, this is definitely a weight class to keep an eye on because Cole Hahn Lindemeyer from Farmington is currently ranked number one. And that is that makes three state finalists with two state champs all potentially in the same bracket at the end of the year. Yeah. I mean, I, look, I'd, I'd love to go watch that match. I'm a fan of Marcos. He's also going to be a Husker next year. Oh, yeah. Um, clearly for- has a super athletic mother because father is from Manly, Iowa, right? So- <laughs> Which does not make him manly. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I didn't see that match, and I, I don't know. I would like to see it just to see how that shook out. Um, but, yeah, that, that weight class just keeps getting better and better. Oh, yeah. It's, if you ever get a chance... For anyone who's listening to us, if you had a chance to watch Mark Christensen, Marco's yep. dad, in the stands when Marco's wrestling. Oh, yeah. Man, is that entertaining. Like, Mark might as well be wrestling the match. Right? Like, I mean, he is he is active in the stands and very, very entertaining to watch. He's also an excellent cook on the grill. Knows Side his bar. way around the grill. Yeah, yeah. very. Knows like, his way around the grill. Especially when it comes open to... Open fires, his specialty. Open fire and steaks. <laughs> and really good at that. The... Um, at 215 pounds, Moundsview's Quinn Morgan continues his reign of terror. He pinned his way through the tournament. Of course he did. Yeah, well, why wouldn't he? I, like, just what they need. Just what they need. You know, did I tell you Simley duels Moundsview later this year? Yeah. That's when, that should be a fun one. Um, at 285 pounds, we got a pair of state champs that squared off in the semis where Eden Prairie's Will Sather came away with a W over Forest Lake's Mark Rendell. Yeah. Three to two. Then Sather would go on to win the title after beating a North Dakota State champ in the finals, and Rendell would pin his way to third place after falling to Sather. So were they on the same side of the bracket? Obviously, if they in finals, but was the North Dakota kid the one seed? He was. Like somebody gave them, yeah. yeah. Like, hey, if you come to the tournament, we'll give you the easier side of the bracket. But It felt like he had the easier side right? of the bracket. That was <laughs> Mark, and, Mark and Will, they duked their out to a 3-2 uh, like very very close match and and then Mark steamrolled his way through the back backside oh, and yeah, yeah like just 
I mean, er, quick early <laughs> pins too. I think like oh boy. Um, so yeah, that's the rumble in a nutshell. Allie, uh, and I, most of what I know from it is reading brackets and results and hearsay. Yeah, it's unfortunate there's no video. I, I tell you what, I do not miss the drive home from the rumble. No, me neither. Oh my gosh. You know, this year there's not the weather's not been too bad, but I'm guessing it was still crappy up there. It always is. It has to like, be, right? Yeah. It just has to be. Um, don't miss that at all. There was the Rod the Rogers Holiday Madness, which last year I remember people referring to it as the Rogers Holiday Marathon. The marathon? Yeah, it was a long they were there, people were there for a long day. Um, Saint Michael, they they did a number, they kind of walked away with that. Um, just another good tournament. You know, they have, they got a JV tournament that they run too at the same time. And then they had a girls tournament. So they added to it, but just, yeah, I, I wish we had video cause I haven't, um, wasn't able to check it out. Any matches they used to have video. I don't know what, I mean, there must be a cost associated with that. Well, I mean, yeah, sure. There's got to be a little bit of a cost associated with it, I guess. But I mean, St. Michael won it with 254 points, and in second place was Scott West with 153. Whoa. Yeah, there was there was a discrepancy there. Dovriota was third with 134. Becker was fourth with 131. Foley was fifth. Prior Lake was sixth. Big Lake was seventh. St. Cloud Tech eighth. Apple Valley nine, and Farmington tenth. And Farmington, you mentioned Cole Hollindemeyer. They were without the services of him, I believe, that tournament, right? Yeah. Yep. I think. I don't know for sure. Um, I haven't talked to Eric for a little while. I'm, I'm not sure if he's dealing with a little, if he's a little banged up from the Christmas tournament or if he was sick. I don't know. Um, I'm not real sure on that. But your 107-pound champion was Liam Collins of Prior Lake. Yep. Beat Eli Schultz of St. Michael Alberville in the championship. St. Michael had another guy, Landon Tennis, take fourth. It got beat by Boston Kuschel in the third-place match. So now Tennis doesn't get to score points for St. Michael, right? But I still, I tell you, I love the fact that they let multiple kids get mm. in from the same school. It makes so much sense. And, it, and there are a bunch of schools that, that would love to, and do love to get a second guy in at some of these weight classes in a big tournament. Oh, right? yeah. It's not just like, well... We're going to get this kid a match here or there. Like, we're going to put him in a big boy tournament and let him go duke it out with, with real brackets, right? Yeah. And he might be second string on our team, but we believe he's one of the best guys around. And, and these these kids come out and prove it. It's so fun. I love having letting him go too deep. Yeah, I think I I totally agree. I don't I don't know that you need to do it in every tournament. No, not every tournament, but to have a few options, yes. right? And, and mostly the big ones like this with – um, these big brackets, right? There's no reason to have to allow two kids from the same school to be in an eight-man tournament, right? Yeah. No because problem. then you end up like Iowa at 149 pounds. They'll take first through fifth. It's boring. Other than the fights amongst themselves, it's just you know kind of entertaining. Super entertaining. The fights amongst themselves. Um, yeah, I like it. I, I don't think it needs to take place in every tournament, but like that just goes to show you the depth that St. Michael has at the lightweight. They um. You know, because that was, like I said, Liam beat Eli Schultz 6-2 to two in the championship. They got a kid that, we, that Grant Bergeron, who was who's currently ranked ranked in the state at 107 pounds for St. Michael, and he didn't 
you know, he, he's not wrestling right now. Some type of injury, I suppose. At 114 pounds, Al, we had your champ was Lincoln Rabadou from St. Michael. He beat Bennett Cuyava Becker in the championship match. And your third third place finisher was Dylan St. Germain of Egan. You know, taking a look at 121 pounds, Andover's Brandon Board was a champ over Caleb Tracy of Scott West. And third place was Brody Bergeron of St. Michael Upperville, where he beat, help me out with the pronunciation, this Farmington kid, Tyler Chenevert? Chenevert, yeah. Chenevert. So Farmington kid making his way into the top four there. At 127 pounds, Chase Mills of St. Michael Upperville, he beat Kyler Ruhoff of Foley. And then Abram Anderson of Rosemount beat Steven Dragos of Chaska Chanhassen in the third place match. 133 pounds. First place is Cash Stortz of Big Lake. He beat Christian Carlson of White Bear Lake in the championship. And then Gavin Jackson of St. Michael Uberville beat Finn Bloomquist of Prior Lake in the third place match. At 139 pounds, Bolton Tessing of Dovriota beat Ian Schultz. 4-2 in the championship. And Braden Boots of Becker beat Dallas Sibbett of Big Lake in the third place match. 145 pounds, Davis Perro of Farmington. He remains undefeated. He's got a 20-0 record. He beat Caden Nichols of Becker 8-7. I bet that was a fun match to watch. Yeah, I bet. Would be, I would like to watch it. I would. I would. <laughs> I would. Um, Apple Valley's Jaden Howder took third over Rosemount's Ty Salter. Howder won that match seven to nothing. At 152 pounds, Landon Robidoux beat from St. Michael Albertville beat Matt Randolph of Scott West by way of tech fall. Continues his speaking of a reign of terror. Yeah, that is a reign of terror. Man. I mean, that is absolute reign of terror. In third place at that weight was Drew May of Becker. He beat Riley Clark of Lakeville South at 160 pounds. Jarrett Watson is back on the mat for St. Oh, Michael Albertville. Nice. Yeah, he he had some. It was an injury. I, I think it was back related. Okay. So he was he's been off the mat for a while now. Yeah, and he maybe happened at Fargo, or right around there. And he just got back on the mat. And actually, yeah, his record is five and zero. And he beat Eden Davis of Farmington in the finals. Tanner Hug of St. Cloud Tech beat William Guterman Guterman son of Foley. You'd have to help me pronounce that name. Um. Yeah, that was. It's good to see Watson back in the lineup. At 172 pounds, Jackson Kenning of St. Cloud Tech beats Alex Jennison of Foley in the championship. Then Landon Leonard's of Dovriota beats Michael Gillette of Chaska Chan for third. At 189, Marcel Booth of Apple Valley he beats Sutton Kenning of St. Cloud Tech in the championship. John Murphy of St. Michael Uberville beat Carson Turner of Chaska Chan in the third place match. At 215 pounds, Brock Zern, Brock Zern of Prior Lake beat Tristan Holbrook of Scott West. And then Bryce Hauben, Haubenschild of Princeton beat Josiah Peterson of Foley. Third nice. place match. And we'll finish with heavyweight. Sam Winkles of Austin beat Carson Schoenbauer of Scott West in the championship. And Cole Will of Egan beat LaMarcus Osborne of Minneapolis North Community School in the third place match. That, I don't know what happened. Like, say, I wish these guys still had video streaming. That was, that was always a fun tournament to keep an eye on. 
great tournament, ton of teams. But again, I'm we're just kind of going off brackets and speculation here. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, hopefully, hopefully some of these guys can get or some of these tournaments can get back to video next year. Um, whatever happened, maybe it's a one year deal. Hopefully, it it it's something they can pull off because it sure is nice. You know. Man, there's been a lot of wrestling in the last week or two, plus a lot of Christmas parties, you know, family work, whatever. Like, there's a lot going on. Oh, yeah. But we want to keep up and catch up with some of this, right? Yeah. Like, I'd love to go back and watch, you know, a bunch of these matches. If they're not available, though, it just kind of puts a crimp on the plan. Makes it really tough. The, okay, wait a minute now here. Let's see, where are we at our our super organized agenda? Well... Um, covered by state, talked a little bit about the Rumble, talked about Rogers. You know what? Let's, let's go Eau Claire, the Eau Claire Holiday Duels. Okay. Now, this is one I can speak a little bit more about because I was actually there watching it. Right. Uh, this year they had 20 teams, I want to say, a handful from Minnesota, a handful from Wisconsin. Not maybe the greatest environment to watch wrestling, but there's a lot of wrestling that takes place, so I think that's the goal. Sure. Um... Simley, Simley won that tournament, and they actually wrestled Kenyon Wanamingo in the championship. Okay. Second year in a row, they've wrestled them there. That Kenyon team is tough. Yeah. They are. Um, they beat up on Wisconsin Rapids in the semis. Oh, nice. Like I mean, in, and I mean, Wisconsin Rapids is currently ranked like third in Division One over in Wisconsin, and Kenyon did not even give two craps what they were ranked because they they took it to them. And there was a forfeit maybe in there. That um, I think Rapids was down a guy. I don't remember. I don't know what happened, but Kenyon it didn't matter. Like they were, they were on a mission. They were, they're, they're tough. Nice. And they're, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens there because they are in Section One with Chatfield. Right. And more than likely, that will be a Section Championship match, and that could be an all-out battle. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about Chat- Chatfield being loaded up, up and down, and left and right, but you know. You- I've learned, if there's one thing I've learned from being around Section 1, Josh, it's never underestimate the second through sixth place uh, one single-A team. Like no, You can't. Year after year, there are so many surprises. They're so deep, so tough, so competitive, and just things come out of nowhere. Like, there's... There's times when one seeds are losing in the quarters down there. You know, like, it is It is awesome. I get a kick out of when you whenever you talk to someone from... You know, that you, you speak about that competition. You talk to someone from, I was talking to a guy from Kenya, and I said, man, you, your guys' team is tough. So he goes, yeah, you know, we're doing good. I go, it, it should be fun if you and Chatfield meet up in the finals. They're like, oh, gotta man, get Chatfield's team is tough, but we got to get there first. Yeah, right? we got to get there first. And it's like, they. Um, and and I'd be honest, I don't even, like, who's going to be the three seed? Or who would be two, three with Kenya? I don't even know. But, I know, but, I know. It, you know, that's the voice of a guy that has followed Section 1A forever and knows never to underestimate or, or to just assume you're going to make the finals or make the state tournament or, you know, even make the semis some years. Yeah, that's, I mean, and you, you just don't know. And they got, so like that Kenyan team, this, I always find this kind of interesting. Their, their current senior class, when they were in sixth grade, they won NYWA State. Oh, yeah. They're very, and the majority of those kids are still out, I mean, you know they've like they've maybe lost like Jackson Barron. He's he's moved out of Kenyon. He's over at Shakopee now, yep. but he was there for that championship team, that youth state championship. They look good, and a kid you got to keep an eye on is Will Van Epps on that team. Okay, 
So he, I know Will pretty well through the youth sports ranks because I used to we used to play him in baseball and football and see him in wrestling. You know, we'd wrestle, we'd duel him in wrestling, and he was he was dominating youth sports, dominant, okay. especially football. It's like give Will the ball, they're they're gonna do well. Well, then um, he's a, just a little bit of a late bloomer, okay, as far as maturity wise goes. But he's always been he's been a bigger kid, so he's had to kind of weather the storm. He's wrestled some like guys with beards along the way sure well he i would say in the last year or so he's he's hit a stride nice he, he looks he's a 215 pounder and he looks really good really athletic i mean he's hitting knee pulls and and these misdirection ankle picks and oh wow looks really really tough at that weight he is gonna be a problem for anyone at 215 pounds <laughs> love it he is not going on to wrestling college and he's going to mankato state to play baseball because he's a pitcher okay um and he was also their starting quarterback. And I heard, I heard in the stands at, at Eau Claire, the way it works, the seating is not great. You, you, there's kind of a, especially for the finals, you're in this small set of bleachers that you share with the other team the other that you're wrestling. There, yeah. uh, the other, you know, the four teams in the finals, right, or in the in the semis. So we got to know, we got to be very comfortable with the Wisconsin Rapids fans and the Kenyan fans. And there was some, someone told me that Will's down, like his football weight was like 230 pounds. He was their quarterback at 230. And, you know, naturally once wrestling practice starts, he, it's pretty easy for him to get down to 215. But there is a ton of studs on that weight or on that team. Um, Ryan Lacan, is he a 121 pounder, I want to say? Trent Foss, right around 145. Dylan Bartels, around 152. Um, it'll be interesting to see as we kind of go forward here, Al. We'll talk a little bit about the clash. We'll probably wrap up with the clash and the cheesehead, maybe. Sure. Um, Kasson's going, or Kenyon's going down to the clash. And like I say, they got a very nice dual team. Simley got the better of them, but they were, without a doubt, scrapping. You know, and then. Cambridge Isani made the top four there, and Leo Edblad had a heck of a tournament. I'm pretty sure he went, un I know he went undefeated, and because so I got a chance to watch a couple of his matches. Anoka was there, Park was there. Nice. Yeah, it was a, a nice mix of Wisconsin and Minnesota teams. Dual terms are nice because I think they're easy for the coaches to manage. You know, it helps with match count. Oh, for sure. Well, and it's easier to coach, right? There are times when you're at a big tournament with have six, eight mats, and you might sit around idle, you know, with one guy wrestle over the course of 20 minutes, and then you turn around and you have, you know, five or six kids going at the same time, plus three three kids in the girls' gym, right, or whatever. Yeah. Like, you can, you can get overloaded where with a dual tournament, you can manage that. It's like we can control when we're wrestling, who we're wrestling. We can, we can stay 100% engaged, not miss anything. So I got to think the coaches like those dual tournaments. I know I, know I would. It just simplifies it uh what interesting thing about cambridge making the final four they uh in their pool their their whatever their championship match in their pool against ricori they it came down to criteria they won off criteria hold on so we are at are we in wisconsin you are and how many weight classes are in wisconsin Oh, I think 14. Oh, there's an even number. There is an even so number. So you tell me that they each won seven weight classes and had to go to criteria? Well, I don't know that they each won... Yeah, I suppose. I mean... They, Possibly not. Yeah, might, there, they there's might a chance that each win. Yeah, there's, 
There could have been eight to six, and it was. I I felt bad for the Cambridge fans because it was the last duel going on in the gym before you know we got separated into your placement pools. Oh, placement this uh, small seating area. You're small talking seating about. area. Yeah. So everybody else already had their seats. We so Simley <laughs> had their seats. Kenyon had their seats. Wisconsin Rapid had their seats. There's no seats left. So then Cambridge, Cambridge and Ricori, whoever won that duel, was out of luck. They got to stand on the side of the bleachers and Oof. watch on the far mat. Right. Kind of a kind of a bummer, um, but it is what it is. You know, like the kids, like I say, the main thing is the kids got their wrestling in. Well, El, we talked a little bit about the uh, dual tournaments and how you know they can be fun. Yep. And you know they help coaches manage match count and this and that. Why don't we talk about the greatest? dual tournament that the state of Minnesota has to offer. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of uh, a dual tournament that has a special place in our heart. It was actually our first episode ever. Episode one. Preview. Numero uno. In Studio One. You remember that? Oh, boy, do I. Yes, I do. Uh, the upgrades to Studio Two are... I wish we would have taken some pictures of the old studio. They might exist. <laughs> then we might have to release some if they are. You know, just I... peek behind the curtain. Um, we, Possibly Studio One could be released. I don't know if people are going to be impressed, so. They will not be. It was not quite the setup as we have now. No. The the, the luxury we're living here, the totally different. Living but, a good life. Well, it's all the sponsors, right? Yeah. Thank you. That's a great point. You know, like the good people at General Sports. Yep. Health and recovery. Great time to go see uh, Gannon Volk. You know, you're a little beat up from the holiday tournament season. Go have him take a look at and, you know, see if he can't help you, you know, perform at your optimal athleticism. Right. You know, or even um, if you're looking for car insurance or any type of insurance at all, get a hold of Ashcon Mavari State Farm Insurance He and ask for the wrestling discount. Absolutely. Get the wrestling discount. It's worth the ask. That is totally worth the ask. And, you know, another sponsor that we have not been giving enough love to this year is... Um, Ellsmore Plumbing. Yeah, I mean, if you're in the Rochester area and this holiday season has caused like a pipe burst or something, do you have some plumbing issues to take care of? <laughs> if, you had, if you had your family up from Iowa and they wrecked your toilet. <laughs> that you could know, happen. Give, a, give Jason Ellsmore of Ellsmore Plumbing a call. <laughs> <laughs> that can happen. That can definitely happen. Oh, man, we have some great, some awesome sponsors. Todd Hansen over at Morgan and Trust Realty. Um, if you're looking, you know, what do we what do we call him? The realtor for the wrestling stars. Yeah, you know, with as much movement happens in high school athletics these days. I mean, we're we're kind of off. between semesters right now. There could be a little movement if someone's in a pinch and needs to get to a new school district in a hurry. You contact Todd. Todd Hansen, 612-325-6119. And then again, I'll go back to General Sports. Um, give those guys a shout for you know all your apparel needs. Oh yeah, they. Uh, just literally wrestling, wrestling guys that are that want to be more and more involved with the uh, wrestling world in the apparel game. And um, well, it's nice, right? Because it started out as a hockey company, or at least that was its strength. Yeah. So they had all the all the infrastructure to do things like T-shirts and apparel and different things, right? So when the the good wrestling folks joined in. They didn't have to start from scratch. They didn't figure out where are we going to get T-shirts, where are we going to get decent sweatshirts, how are we going to get apparel out quickly when people need it. So that part of it was kind of nice. Yeah, it's fantastic. The are we are we forgetting any sponsors? We probably are. Probably. 
but those are you know what those are the ones we can think that's of off the top of our head. Yeah, like so. You know, if you got the chance to uh, patronize any of them, you know, I don't think you will be disappointed. Let's roll into the clash, Al. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so this is what clash? What? What number is this? Is it twenty? No, no, no. Um, boy, is it twenty-one? I, I believe. Think I still, yeah, they I they use Roman numerals, and I think they yeah, do this I on think purpose. Double X was last year. Yeah, this year it's double X's and an I. Yeah, you do this to mess with that me. That would be twenty-one. That's what freaking. So the clash. Unless it was an X I X, and that would be nineteen. Oh yeah, we're not subtracting from this. This is clash twenty-one. No longer takes place, and this is the third year over in Lacrosse at the Lacrosse Center. Talked about it before. It's a great venue. It's actually, I feel like the people who designed it maybe are the same ones who designed the Mayo Civic Center. They're pretty similar. Yeah. The eight mats on the floor, two sessions. Now, would you um, mind chatting kind of the brackets and how the the, the layout of the tournament works? I've, well, sure, yeah. We um, I don't have the brackets up in front of me right now, but uh, basically the way it works is there's there's four pools of eight teams. Yep. Each one of those pools is a called an eight eight man bracket, yep. right? Eight team bracket. So it's seated one through thirty two essentially, right? So um, you've got four different brackets, one through eight, and you wrestle it out full one to eight. You know, so three matches on day one. Um, all of the ones go into a bracket, all the twos go into a bracket, all the threes, all the fives, all the sevens, all the eights, right? So every team, all four teams that get, say, seventh place on day one will go into a seventh place bracket, four teams from the four brackets, and they round robin on day two. Yeah. And that that determines their placing you know, in those four slots. So for instance, the four teams who win their day one brackets will go into the A bracket on day two, and they'll do a round robin, and whoever wins that will be, you know, first in the whole tournament, second, third, fourth. Whoever wins the the second place bracket from day one, that's a fifth place team, sixth, seventh, eighth. So it gets interesting, right? When you talk about the middle of that, like teams sixteen and seventeen, right? They're one place apart on the on the you know the final order. The team who gets 16th ended up winning their first duel of the tournament and yep. then losing for the rest of the weekend, right? So they yeah, yeah they won their first one to get on the front side and then lost two in a row to get fourth in their bracket and then went, you know, 0-3. Or maybe they, maybe there was a tiebreaker involved, but there's a chance they went 0-3 and, and, and basically went one win and five losses to get 16th. On the other hand, that team that gets 17th, they maybe lost their first duel the weekend and then won their back to to get fifth place on day one and be in that fifth place pool and went three and oh. So even though there's only one place between 16th and 17th, one of those teams might have went one and five and the other one five and one, right? Like it's, it's, it's a great turn. We've talked about these style tournaments that do um, pools and brackets and they're so awesome. And look, there's, there are teams that are in this tournament that are well let me say this we've got two teams that have never missed a, a clash you know what they are right i know you do it's got to be top a, of your head it's got to be apple valley and vacaville right right so vacaville's never missed a tournament they love right? it and and they have actually had some pretty good teams they've brought but they've also over the years had some teams that are not quite you know they're not going to be competitive at the national level yeah 
but they come anyway. They love it. The parents love it. The coaches love it. But you know, maybe maybe they come and and they go lose, win, lose, right? They end up in a, a sixth place or something on day one. Well, they're with three other sixth place teams, and they've got a chance to go, you know, whatever they go. But they've got a chance to wrestle teams that are that are similar versus getting stuck with Apple Valley and its prime and Shakopee and its prime and all whatever. So the <clears throat> the bracket and pool layout is ideal and it lets everybody wrestle teams of their similar abilities. That's I love it. And as as a coach, you gotta I think the coaches appreciate it. It kind of makes me think about like remembering back to do you remember when we were coaching youth wrestling? You, myself, and Rod Frost. I think we took 17th at the brawl one year. Yeah. Like, unfortunately, we had a stinker that first we, duel. It was odd. It was just one of those like, where the matchup, you know, it just didn't work out. No, um, we just came maybe, up short. The coaches might have made some mistakes here and, <laughs> and maybe had the wrong kids wrestling certain weight classes because we lost that first duel, unfortunately. Unfortunately, but... And then went on a roll. We went on a roll. <laughs> we're able to win, you know, the next four it's matches. It's way more fun winning five in a row than losing five in a row. It, it will, you know, I think the kids had a great experience. Yeah. And, you know, 17th is not, not as exciting as 16th on paper, but when you can win four or five duels <laughs> in a row, you have some fun. Way more, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's nice because you end up wrestling on day two. You end up wrestling the, the teams that you should right. probably be wrestling with, right? And it might be that that there's some injuries or guys that aren't available too, right? Yeah. Like maybe you've got a really good team that could make a run at finishing the top five in this thing, but you've got you know someone hurt that can't compete, and another guy that's competing at half strength or whatever. Um, you know that you can still wrestle it out and get good competition. Uh, like leveled and and get good duels. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The formats I, I love the format. The formats the format is great. Um, after just coming from a dual tournament, the uh, which was was great. There was there was nothing wrong with it. This format is, is even better. Like I mean, it just as a fun, fun, fun tournament. The teams that that go and compete travel really well. As you look through the brackets and like. You know, day one, the AM, the you know, let's just say bracket A, uh, I think the one seed is St. Michael, the two seed is Staley, Missouri, three seed is Prairie du Chien, and I, I, I feel bad for Prairie du Chien. They drew Kenya in the first round. I just, Oof. I think, I know the Kenyan parents were, you know, talking to them in the stands at Eau Claire, they're, they're excited, you know, they respect the clash, but they're really excited for it, and It'll be a team to keep an eye on, just because. I say those guys, they man, they got a lot of fight in them. They're, yeah. Um, you know, when we talk about this tournament, we usually focus on the Minnesota teams, right? Just. Uh, well, it's the ones we know better. Yeah, typically, I mean, right. And as much as we like researching and studying and, and learning about teams from out of state, there's only so much time on on the show, so we just. Well, let's face it. Some states are terrible about their rankings. One, they might not be very good, which is fine. But two, they can be impossible to find. Oh, my there, gosh. There have been times <clears throat> you text me like, hey, do you know where the rankings are for this state? I'm like, I'm not sure off the top of my head. I can check after work. And you text me like an hour later. It's like, I think I found them. I think. And you've been looking for an hour. Yeah. And you know, it's not my skill. We're spoiled in Minnesota with the guillotine. We can find stuff easy, quick. It's, it's a fantastic resource. Yeah. 
and then you know as as MN Wrestle gets more and more involved, yep. they they do a fantastic job too, and you know so there's another set of rankings that's extremely helpful. But we are literally spoiled. Like the Guillotine website is there. There's nothing that even compares to it. No, you no. know nationally, I don't. I mean, boy, oh boy, it's there. Just is it. There you is know, there was a time the predicament was pretty good. Um, yeah, but. They folded up shop on their on their physical paper and their website and uh, forms are just not what they used to be. Like it's typical Iowa. Yeah, that's what like we've mentioned it many times. We're spoiled to have the guillotine, and thank you to the good people over there for making it for having such a usable resource. Right, right. Make it easy on us. If you look at bracket B, have you had a chance to pull up the brackets yet on your? Yeah. Yep. If you look at bracket B, I look at I like the potential semifinal match on the bottom half of that bracket, which could be Jackson County Central versus Mbroda Mazeppa. Yeah. That will be a fun one. That is what is what is Jackson ranked ranked in the state right now? They are currently ranked number two in class A and Zambroda's sixth right. in double A. That'll um see that's that's what I'm definitely gonna be keeping an eye on. Bemidji is up there. Bemidji, they got Washington, Illinois first round. Bracket B, how about bracket C? C. Well, Hastings is a four seed there, right? Yeah. Northfield draws St. Pius uh, in round one. And Apple Valley has Lacrosse Aquinas, I think. Does that sound right? Yeah, yep, yep. Um... No, those are the Minnesota teams in bracket C. Yeah, what did what did I say when we were talking by state Aquinas? They placed they placed pretty they did well over there in the by state. Um you know what I actually probably didn't mention their placing though, because right. of the Wisconsin team. So I'm just going off memory there. And then bracket D, what's that looking like? <clears throat> well, that one's got a handful of teams. That's we've talked about Chatfield a number of times, right, lately. They're the two seed in that bracket. Yeah. Over on the other side, the one seed's Bettendorf, Iowa. They always bring a tough team up. I don't know what their team looks like this year, but I'm sure uh, they're solid. Yeah. And uh, to get that one seed, they must be good. Um, Caledonia will will take on Bettendorf in that first round. Give them a test. Um, Shakopee has Xavier, uh, Connecticut. Yeah. In round one, that's always fun, wrestling somebody from all the way across the country that you just don't see, you know. Um, and then uh, Stillwater and Marshfield, Wisconsin, wrestling round one. So if seeds hold up, it'll be Stillwater and Chatfield, the semis, and then uh, and then Shakopee and Bettendorf on the other side. It could be a very fun, fun tournament to keep an eye on. That... that um... Yeah, I love the layout of that bracket. And there was a, they got a late a late edition. Yeah, so the first brackets came out that were public, um, and there was 31 teams, right? There was a buy uh, for one of the one seeds, and they were able to fill that spot, right? So they had to reshuffle just a little bit to get that. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's what – so, I mean, it's it's kind of inconvenient, like – it's it's nice that they picked up a team at the at the last second here. It's nice to get that sixth match. There there are some coaches, though I'm sure without I have not talked to them, but I'm sure there's coaches that are upset. You know, I helped out a little bit with this and they get that that 
uh, bracket comes out and they start doing the research and they've got assistant coaches and coaches watching film and figuring out what the matchups look like and, and um, what they're going to have to do for shuffling their lineup and that sort of thing. And then all of a sudden that gets changed on them. I don't know how much the brackets changed, but uh, there may be a couple of coaches that were, you know, happy about it, and a couple of coaches that were. I'm less sure. Than happy. Yeah, it's, it's not a kind of the way room. it always is, right? Yeah. Nice thing here, Al. We talked about this a little bit off air. They, you know, the Clash. It's their second year hosting a girls tournament, also, and it looks like they have about 13 teams for that. What nice. did you say? Two, two. I thought there was more than that. Two pools of four, and then a pool of five. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That I mean, so the you got Byron's bringing a team, St. Michael Albertville, Bemidji, Hastings, um, Liberty, Arizona, Liberty, Arizona, Joliet Township out of Illinois, Manuka, Illinois, Raccoon River Northwest out of Iowa. Al, where's Raccoon that River? Is, that is not a town I'm familiar with. I mean, that is, or a township I'm familiar yeah, with, like or a stop sign I'm familiar with. I don't know exactly where Raccoon River Northwest is. I don't either. I'm guessing it's in the northwest. I could guess if I looked at a map, like, yeah, up left, but I don't know. Apple Valley will be there. Batavia, Illinois. Holman, Wisconsin. Holman and, and Apple Valley and Mora. And Mora. Mora's in that. There is some like legit, like Bemidji. The, these teams are legit girls teams that are coming to duke it out. That is basically just extra credit for wrestling fans. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, you said Apple Valley's got a great big program going, and they're, like, coming in a hurry. Oh, like yeah. Every year after year, they're getting bigger and bigger and, like, building fast. Building fast and furious. And the, the, the girls are engaged, and I got a chance to see them at last – couple days ago here at Champlin Park at the the Rebels Holiday Girls Tournament and they traveled well there was a bunch of them there and I don't know what happened they were they were leading the way in the team scoring and then the team scoring got shut off I don't know exactly why or how but okay that that you can go look everyone tied with zero but they were doing very well before that got shut off um you know what also at that tournament was pretty cool they did Champlain Park did a good job. It was, you know, they got that huge field house, ton of mats. Yep. They brought in Dennis Lemire to, to, to yeah. run the PA. Man, it's nice a- to have a, a – it is such a difference, right? When you're at a tournament and the PA guy is, you know, some random mouth mumbler that can't articulate and the microphones aren't good and nobody's excited and stuff, and then you bring in, like, a guy like a Jason Bryant, a, a Lemire, like, you bring in some big name that can really – get pumped up and has a great voice and can, can articulate and be loud and exciting. Like it, it literally makes a big difference in a tournament. Oh, for it's sure. so much more fun. Knows the kids' names yeah, and pronunciations. Yeah. That's a, like, I love when they do that. Um, did they, um, did they award no W at that tournament, Josh? <laughs> they did. Hang on, I gotta sneeze. I'll out. drag it out of you. They did. They did. They did. <laughs> I was, I was fortunate enough to be related to the OW. Yes. Uh, was my youngest daughter. She must have a tough mother. She is more, yeah, <laughs> super tough mother. That is, she had a, a fantastic tournament. My youngest, Charlie, she was the OW. And it was, oddly enough, it was my first all-girls only state high school sanctioned tournament I was able to make it to. Wow. So I, I had never been, my, just the schedule. I suppose, yeah, right? There's... 
there hasn't been that many. There right? hasn't. It's just been the last couple of years that they've started to be more, but there's always been conflicts, I'm sure, and you're divide and conquer. And yeah. yeah. So this was it was my turn to go, and it was a it was a great tournament. It was fun to see, and it was fun to see the excitement out of the out of the kids wrestling. Yeah. Like they were they were genuinely excited to be there. Um, very well run tournament, and that sport's going to continue to grow. Oh yeah, big there's, time, big time. Coming because I'm also a basketball dad. Yep. I got a, I am, my daughter Carter plays uh, basketball. They have like nine girls on their team, seven that play. Okay. Five that play the majority of the time. Wrestling, there's 13 weights now. Yeah. Um, there's just a lot of opportunity in girls wrestling. Well, and it, and with wrestling, if there if it's a well, even if it's not dual, if it's a dual tournament, you know, the other 13, the other 12 are are cheering, right? I I love watching girls sports. Like, um, I was talking to my wife earlier about like girls volleyball and girls softball, and like they're girls girls teammates get into it more than boys teammates like, oh, you, like you definitely you'll see a it. couple of people get loud on the sidelines of a football game right like kids are all fired up but for the most part like you don't see kids chanting like they don't have preset chants in in boys basketball or wrestling or whatever no. but you go to softball and girls volleyball and stuff and like they get into it and they've got chants and they're it's it's fun like oh yeah the, the kids I, I love it Athletes are super engaged. It's fun. Very fun. That's what, and and hopefully they'll, you know, they're going to bring that to wrestling. If, I would be interesting to see, like, imagine like a softball, like the the chants and the cheers and and what's going on in the in the dugouts of college softball. Oh yeah. Imagine if that like happens on the benches of high school girls duels. Right. Like that, it'll be uh, interesting to keep an eye on because some of these teams, like Bemidji and Mora and, and Valley and you know that that have gone all in on girls wrestling have done an incredible job at yeah. it. Yeah, and they've their numbers are so good. And I and St. Michael, St. Michael's got like fifty girls. We talked about. I mean, it's only going to continue to grow. I think just because of the number of opportunities, right? And and it's pretty. It was neat for me to watch. I mean, you know, I kind of stood off to the side and kept it to myself for the most part. And um, so when I say that, I mean I didn't. Just I wasn't just BSing the whole time with wrestling, you know, moms and dads. <laughs> right. um, but the there's just a it. I just feel like there's a ton of room for growth, and the coaches are really seem really excited about it. For sure, and you know, you you've got a a nice situation at Simley there with some really good coaching, some excitable young guys, wrestling guys. Like not look, you go to some tournaments. And you see boys coaches, especially maybe JV or middle school, and like these are not wrestling people. Like they're just guys that are like, I guess I'll do it because I I'm nice and I'll help. Or worse yet, they're like, I'd like to get an extra fifteen hundred bucks, I'll do it. Yeah. But you start looking at you know Jack Ryan at Simley, you start looking at Hall of Famer Dan Lefave up at STMA, right? Like they are not half-assing this. No, hell no. <laughs> you know, it's a, these they are not. And, and anyone that I would, I mean, I'm telling you, the coaches I seen at that Champ Park, like, yeah. I don't care what team it was, they are not half-assing it. They they are engaged. They I are love excited, it. and it's a lot of fun to see. I mean, like Jack Ryan, that guy, he will tell you, he knows I. <laughs> He knows more about girls wrestling than I could ever hope to know about. You know, he's the head Simley girls right? coach that he, you know, got appointed last year, and for good reason. Like, 
and that's the way these guys are. These they just they they've embraced it, and they're like, you know what? These kids are like they're like sponges yeah. to sport, and so it 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 will be really fun to watch. And this tournament is a is a great example of the growth of the sport. Yeah, that's awesome. As we let's segue into let's segue into um, maybe some of the the ranked teams. The yeah, for sure. The ranked. We'll talk. We got. Do you know off the top of your head how many ranked teams we have? I mean, just Minnesota. Yeah, sure. Um, we've got. I think in single A, Chatfield, Jackson County, and Kenyon Wanamingo. They're all ranked. Um, in double A, we've got Zambroda Mazeppa. JB takes that's Zambroda Mazeppa. Yes, you. Um, they're ranked, and uh, in AAA, we got a pretty good pile. We got St. Michael, Elbertville, Stillwater, Shakopee, Hastings, and Apple Valley all ranked in AAA, plus some lean and means uh, with Northfield and Rochester Mayo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, what do you got? Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, maybe 11, 10, 12 teams in Minnesota that are ranked um, entering this field. Well, Al, I think we're going to just return to our, you know, we talked about returning to our roots. This was our first episode. We talked about the ranked wrestlers to, you know, and the guys to keep an eye on for each team. Let's just, let's do it. St. Michael Elberville, they're currently ranked number one in AAA. They're coming in with like 11 ranked wrestlers, I want to say. At 107 pounds, currently ranked number one, Grant Bergeron. He is a ninth grader. At 114 pounds, Lincoln Robidu from St. Michael Albertville. He's ranked number two, 121 pounds. Your 10-ranked wrestler is Brody Bergeron. 127 pounds, your fifth-ranked wrestler is Chase Mills. At 133, your third-ranked wrestler is Gavin Jackson. At 139 pounds, Ian Schultz. He's ranked number four. At 152 pounds, Landon Robidu. He's ranked number one. At 160 pounds, Jarrett Watson. He's ranked fourth. He's back on the mat. Nice. At 172 pounds, Jed Wester, defending state champ. He's currently ranked number one. At 189 pounds, Nora Torgerson. He's ranked number seven. He's a senior. And at 215 pounds, John Murphy. He's currently ranked fifth. For state. That is the St. Michael Alberville Knights ranked wrestlers. You just rattled off 11 wrestlers, Josh. There's only 13 weight classes. So you got a solid team. That's a, that's a lot of ranked wrestlers in one team. They have a very solid team, and they kind of got a little bit of a, I think they got a little bit of a quandary the same as Moundsview with, at 189, 215 with Torgerson and They maybe could have waited one or two more years before they cut that, that weight class, yes. right? Like, they have up top a couple of guys. Like, they would have been all right with an extra weight class. Oh, for sure. Like, they, that again, just like, like Moundsview, like, they, that extra weight class would have been good for them for another year. But what's done is done, so they got they'll have to kind of figure that out. Let's look at the Stillwater Ponies. Okay, what are they coming in with? I believe five ranked wrestlers. Al, yeah, at 114 pounds, got Joe Doffenbach. He's ranked seventh. At 121 pounds, Noah Nicholson. He's ranked sixth. I believe they were in the same weight at the Rumble. They both wrestled 114, so that's worth keeping an eye on. And uh, in duels, it's a little easier to maneuver that. For sure, yeah. You can double weigh in and flip pretty easy. The individual tournaments where it gets really it's tricky. tricky. At 127 pounds, Brandon Lee, he's ranked seventh. At 160 pounds, Linson Turner, he's ranked seventh. And at 215, Cito T- 
Tuttle. He's currently ranked number two. Nice. 215. Thanks to his dad, Anthony Tuttle, for our after-show wrap. Yeah, I, I hope everybody at least listens to that once in a while. I listen to it every time. Like, I love it. Like, every time uh, we're having our IT department cut these clips together and spend their hours and hours of editing, I always listen to that. Uh, that extensive editing. Yeah, that... In fact, I've got it separate on my phone just so I can listen to it once in a while. Ringtone. It's, really, it's It is so far above the quality of the rest of the show. It really is. Like, there's a fair amount it's, of professionalism that went into it. A lot, yeah. Yeah, so shout out there, big. Yeah, thanks. Thank you, Tony Tuttle. We appreciate that. This, we get a lot of compliments on that. It's funny when people who listen to the show maybe don't make it to the end. Right. And then they hear it after, like, I know. Listen to it a long time. And then they finally listen to the very end. Like, whoa, where'd you guys get that? How much you pay for that? Yeah, like, yeah. That is a wrestling dad who made that for yes. us. Yes. So thank you, Tony. Unprompted, right? Did you ask him about it? No, actually, um, like the OG sponsor of the show, Jerry Jared. Lawrence. Yeah. Lined that up. Yeah, that came out of nowhere and was an awfully nice, maybe the best surprise ever. Yeah, that was that was um, uh, really a, basically a sponsorship from Pinnacle Wrestling School. So thank you to the good guys at Pinnacle Wrestling School. You know, and someday we'll do this. We'll, we should... It'll be a postseason thing. We'll do like a, maybe we'll have just a, like a show about club wrestling because there's so many clubs out there. Yeah, and so many of them do good things and you know and, and help grow the sport. And we'll figure out a way to incorporate you know different clubs and. Well, I mean, look, we talked a lot about PNL right yeah. and Pinnacle, um, but there's other clubs out there too. Oh yeah, for sure. Whether they're other P and L clubs or other Minnesota clubs, but yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah, like I think there there's a there's a ton of clubs. You know, that it's just spreading around the state. That I think you know, I know a few of them. They would probably be interested in in joining us for an episode or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, um, okay, let's take a look at Shakopee. Okay, Shakopee has got a, a pile of ranked wrestlers, starting with 114 pounds. Anthony Heim, he's an eighth grader. He's ranked sixth at 127 pounds. Tyler Terzinski, he's a junior. He's ranked eighth. 133 pounds. Kelvin Miller, he's a sophomore. He's ranked 10th. 139 pounds. Connor Warren, he's a senior. He's ranked third at 152 pounds. Kyler Walters, he's a sophomore. He's ranked fourth. 160 pounds. Jackson Barron, he's ranked second. Just took third at the Rumble on the Red at 172 pounds. Where... Jack Ferguson for Shakopee is ranked sixth currently. They flip-flopped weights for the Rumble. And then at 215 is Dominic Heim. He's ranked third. Not to get ahead of anybody or give anybody a loss, but there's a chance that Shakopee and Stillwater uh, wrestle for, if seeds hold, for third and fourth on that day one. Um, I would not be opposed to watching that Cito Tuttle-Dominic Heim match. Like, that will be a good one. Oh, it'll be really fun. Right? Um, We've preview talked. of a, a possible match later in the season. Yeah, we've we've talked about this before, and you know, congrats to Tony Tuttle and, and his family. They figured out a way how to grow their kids. No doubt. Like, I mean, it, it wasn't that long ago. Cito and my son wrestled at like right. <laughs> I don't know what the heck. Hundred forty pounds. Or yeah, something? it was. Le- it was. It was less than that. Less than even. that. Probably. Was probably like one twenty six, maybe. <laughs> but. Yeah, they they Tuttles have done a great job of figuring out how to grow their kids and, and well, the, I mean, a fun part is that they wrestle like they're still little, 
Oh like, yeah. Cena doesn't wrestle like a 220 pound big guy, Tony Nelson recreated whatever. Like he goes out and wrestles. It's it's super fun. Yeah, he definitely is. He's helping being you know being small helped a lot with that. Um, Tony Nelson was never small, Al. He was never small. Oh, he's giant. I mean, he wrestled slowly. He well, wrestled like a heavyweight. Yeah. Like and Cito doesn't. Born heavyweight, right? Right. That, yeah. I mean, that's my point. Yes. Is Cito wrestles like a little guy who's big now. Yeah. Tony wrestled like a guy who was big his who's whole life. Always big. Said, you can't take me down. I'll stomp my foot as a yeah. defense. Yeah. It's... Continuing on, look, let's take a look at Hastings. They're coming with the number one ranked wrestler in state at 121 pounds, Blake Beisel. He's a senior. He'll be headed to the Gophers next year. His younger brother, who is wrestling in weight class above him at 127 pounds, he's currently ranked number one, Trey Beisel. He's a sophomore at 172 pounds. Creed Peterson, he's a senior. He's ranked seventh. And at 215 pounds, Derek Stanky is a senior, and he's ranked eighth. Apple Valley, I feel like my notes might be wrong here, but... They probably aren't. They've got three ranked wrestlers. At Cy Kong at 107 pounds. He's a freshman. At 145 pounds, Jaden Howder. He is a senior. He's currently ranked third. And 189 pounds, Marcel Booth, who's a senior, and he's ranked fifth. And man, he looks like a handful at fifth rank, doesn't he? Yeah, it's man. Yeah. And he's I mean, he'll be in every match. Every like, match. He, yeah. I've watched a number of his matches, and he's he's not out of any match. No, I mean they're they're always close. You know, either you know win by a couple or lose by one or two. But he's he is in them. Big, strong kid, good shape. Like he's a problem. You don't really want to wrestle him too many times. Yeah, that's a d- depth at that one hundred eighty nine pound. It's a AAA. great weight class, really. Triple A. It's worth its weight in gold. It's oh. you know multiple nationally ranked guys in front of him. Um, yeah, it. Yeah, it's a good weight class. That is again byproduct of maybe losing a weight up there you know that these guys are kind of log jammed but yeah good point right yeah. so then okay now those are our ranked triple a teams now we go into the lean and mean the northfield raiders at 133 pounds they got the number eight ranked wrestler keith harner and at 189 pounds they got the number eight ranked wrestler owen murphy but i feel like we've got to include callie graber at 107 pounds who well, just made the not? finals at at the rumble well, part of the deal is she's probably, I mean, she's ranked, probably ranked first in the girls' rankings. I think she's so, Ranked yeah. nationally yeah. in the girls' rankings. And people kind of, you know, and I get it. Like, you only rank someone at one weight class, so maybe you only rank her in girls or boys. Yeah. But for this case, she's going to be wrestling with the boys, and she's going to be tough. She's going to, if she's at 107, she's going to be tough. Yeah. She's a full-size 107. Yeah, we yeah. The, okay, so they're leading me, and so is Rochester Mayo. Yeah. At 121 pounds, at rank number nine, Juan Cobarubius. He's a sophomore, and at 152 pounds, rank number nine, Calder Sheehan. He is going to be back on the mat. He, um, and I think he was dealing with a little bit of an injury or something, so he missed the Christmas tournament, but he is a, he's a tough hombre, too. Sure. Scrolling over to double A. The Cougars of Zambroda Mazeppa. They have a, a handful of ranked wrestlers at 114 pounds. Gent Beyer, he's a sophomore. He's ranked eighth at 139. Jack Creer, he's a senior. He's ranked number four at 152 pounds. Lakin Copeman, he's a senior. He's ranked sixth. And at 160 pounds, Caleb Lochner, he's a senior. He's ranked third. 
Another kid that's kind of fun to keep an eye on there is their 189-pounder. Um, he is, I think it's Owen Lexfold. He's an eighth grader. Oh, really? An eighth grader wrestling 189 and, and doing well. Like, um, just another one just to kind of, like I say, just keep an eye on. It's odd for me to believe that Zimbrota Vazepa would have like a great big kid who's super young, who looks mature, wrestles hard, and is and is a giant for three or four years. Yeah. This is not the I mean, first time they pulled this, this trick not, off. Not this is not at all not a new trick. Like this, they, is, <laughs> this is like the ZM way. Right. 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 This, this is, is how they operate. Fool me once, right. you know, guys. <laughs> um. Okay, so that's that's the only double A team. Yeah, after that, we got Chatfield, right? Oh, yeah. Let's roll right. Currently ranked number one, rightfully so, in single A. Yeah, they they have a pile of ranked wrestlers in in Class A, starting at 114 pounds. Defending state champ Javier Berg, he's a junior. He's ranked one, rightfully so, at 121 pounds. They got the sophomore, Kaysen Johnson. He's ranked fifth, 127 pounds. Hunter Polakowski. He's an eighth grader, and he's ranked eighth. 133 pounds, Gage Bartels. He's a senior. He's ranked fourth. He is, this kid's tough on top. He's, you know, if you're a fan of top wrestling, oh, yeah. keep an eye on him because he will, um, he's going to go out there and he's going to, if you're on bottom, you take down, he's going to make you earn it. At 145 pounds, the senior Jack Dornack, who had that big win, he's ranked seventh now. The, and I don't know if he was ranked seventh. I don't know that he was ranked that high when he got that win over Cass Manorville. Um, so then, okay, let's keep rolling. At 152 pounds, we have Carson Rowland. He's a junior. He's ranked fifth. At 172 pounds, Aiden Miner. He's a junior. He's ranked sixth. At 189 pounds, we have defending state champ, senior Kale Schott, ranked number one. And at 285 pounds, ranked number six, Miles Mulhern, the fireman's carry heavyweight. Right. That sealed the deal for them in their duel with Cass Manorville. Scroll it's a nice squad they're bringing. Yeah, that, I mean, they're, they're, that is a super tough team. I look forward to, we actually will see them. Um, my kids' team will see them at, like, the Lake Crystal Welcome Memorial Tournament. Okay. And... I believe I believe we'll see them there, and also the Waterville Legion Morristown Janesville Waldorf Pemberton Mike Fasenack Memorial Tournament. <laughs> so we'll get it. We'll, we'll get. To, I'll, I will be able a little bit later on in the season. I'll have a, you a little know, more hands-on, first-person view, not necessarily brackets only. Even if there's not video, you'll have I intel. Will, yes, I will be there to see. Um, they like I said they got a good-looking squad. Well, then, you know, and we're talking about tough teams, let's look at Jackson County Central. They're back at 107 pounds. They got Kyler Thier. He is ranked number three. And actually, you know, his dad, Tony, sponsors a ref. Oh, nice. He's one of, I think he's one of our original, one of our, one of our earliest sponsors. You know, like when we first started the program, he, he jumped in right away. And, um, yeah. That's that, awesome. That's very cool. So, Good luck to Kyler at that tournament. At 114 pounds, we got Dallas Gossin. He's a freshman. He's ranked eighth. At 121 pounds, we got Caden Eller. 
He's an eighth grader. He's ranked eighth at 145 pounds. Nolan Ambrose, he's a defending three-time state champ, going for his fourth. He's ranked one at 145. And I've got to throw this in there, too. He's also an Augustana commit. Yes. And then at 172 pounds, we have Seth Stye from Jackson County Central. He's a senior. He's ranked ninth. And I believe he's like the double-A football player of the year. Nice. He's a running back, just had like a – fantastic year for their football team i don't i'm sorry seth i do not know your stats off the top of my head but i know you had a heck of a year and i'm, <laughs> I'm almost positive you're the double a the double a football player of the year and if i'm wrong i apologize but it's really not that big of a deal so be it so be it yeah and, and who's gonna fact check this anyways right yeah jason bryant might fact check check us if you said some wrestling statistic but yes. if you're calling out you know football st- stats player of the year whatever like jb is not even gonna bother you know his no. name and, and like seth had like a ridiculous number of touchdowns i mean he had a fantastic season for the for jackson county central like, yeah i mean for i don't i wish i knew him off the top of my head but i don't so let's just roll on to, into kenyon wanamingo the the knights who have a, a nice stream Yep. A very nice stream if you want to watch some wrestling online, you know, or on YouTube. They do a, a – and they also have play-by-play guys, knowledgeable play-by-play guys. Yes, they do. So that that helps a lot. At 107 pounds, they got the number four-ranked wrestler, Brian Jacobson. He's a sophomore. At 114 pounds, they got Ryan Lacan. He's also ranked number four. He's a sophomore. That kid is, is tough. I watched him. Very athletic, very active. Looking to score the whole time he's wrestling. Um, they're actually their whole team. I couldn't believe how, even like as you know, they'd have a kid like when we wrestled, they would be he would be losing by you know a handful of points and five seconds left. They're still attacking and you know, you know, trying to get a hold of a leg and make things happen. They were a, they were a very fun team to watch. Gavin Johnson, just absolute stud for them. He's currently ranked number one. He's a senior. He's number one at 139 pounds. Then Dylan Bartell, he is currently ranked number four at 160. And 215, Will Van Epps is currently ranked number two. Trent Foss is another guy that um, if he's healthy in wrestling, he's one to keep an eye on. That will help this team quite a bit in this dual format. Nice. That is kind of what I have for, for the Clash, Al. All right, and the clash. Do you have the schedule in front of you? When does that start? Um, that starts on. I I can hang on a second. Give me a sec. Give me a sec. I had it. It starts at nine a.m. on. What is that? Is that Friday? Yeah, this coming Friday. So. Yeah, this would be a great show to listen to on your drive to lacrosse. Exactly right. It's depending on where you're at in the uh, Twin Cities. Anywhere from two hours, give or take a little bit. So we'll put on a two-hour show. Yeah. Give you a little... Uh, if you're from Caledonia, I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> well, I want to start listening to it the night before. You might have to listen to it on high speed. Yes. Um, which I think Rod Frost does anyway. Because he, does. he doesn't like to spend much time on the treadmill. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that. Uh, boy, I, I just... It's good to be back. We've got... Um, so much high school wrestling happening uh, lately and college wrestling, and it's been a fun break. Um, 
I, I do think before we wrap up, we got to talk a little cheesehead. Um, can I be a, sl- a slight, just a, a little I'll bit allow of, it. little bit of a homer here? <laughs> yes, you may. Um, so the cheesehead is also, as much as we love the clash, I will not be on site for that. I will be at the cheesehead. And we don't spend, historically, we haven't spent a ton of time talking about the cheesehead because... Well, how many teams are there for Minnesota? Five? Yeah. Yeah. I think five this year. And I'm going to be honest, right? I'll say it because you don't want to. Uh, Simley goes there and and is either a favorite or in the mix every year. And it feels like like Josh doesn't want to talk about like his home squad going to a tough tournament and being the favorite. So it kind of gets glossed over probably more than it should. Because it's a it is a tough tournament for sure. It is. I mean, it it, it really is. And and again, we I don't want to. We don't. Yeah, you're right. I don't. We we do this show for fun. And as much as I would love to talk about our, you know, my kids, our kids' teams' accomplishments and whatnot, it's not really why we do it. Um, but Simley has won the tournament three years in a row and has a fighting chance to do it a fourth. No team has ever won it four years in a row. Do you have, Josh, do you have the, um, I don't know what I would call it. There's got to be like a beat up the tough guys duels the night before. Oh, my gosh. Like, oh, my gosh. It's so brutal. Yeah, like, Are you doing that this year? No. Thank goodness. Oh, man. So the, for those of us who, do, who don't know, the night before the cheese said they just started this a couple of years ago, right? Yes. Yeah. So like maybe simulate won it once or twice. I'm like, hey, Simley, here, we have an idea. <laughs> we've, got, we've got some other teams from, say, Iowa. It was Southeast Pole. Southeast Pole, yeah. yeah. Some really nasty, <laughs> tough teams. It'd be super fun to see, like, a super duel. <laughs> well, wait, let's have three super duels, and let's make it the night before the tournament. So you have to make weight, wrestle three super tough matches, <laughs> and then come back tomorrow to wrestle our rested guys. Oh, my Brilliant. gosh, man. I know. Brilliant. I'm telling you what. Kakana. Is, it, is this in Kakana? It's yeah, in Kakana. The Ghost Riders or whatever they're called. Brilliant. The Galvin Ghost. I didn't <laughs> so now Scott Cleaver, Scott Cleaver is like the brainchild behind this tournament, right? Somebody's got brains. And I think you just you just exposed him. Like literally, he's like no. <laughs> I got a deal for you guys. I got and a deal. I got a deal for you. And I, I talked to Scott last year and it was very entertaining to talk to a huge wrestling fan and does a great job at, at promoting and running sure. his tournament. Yep. yep. But I, you know what, Alex? <laughs> Son of a gun. I think you Hey what Scott, if he trick you. If you're listening, like I get what you did now. Like, okay, yeah. He goes, here's the deal. Simley, Southeast Polk, Lockport, Illinois. And um so his school always participates in this, right? You know, oddly enough, oh, they, they didn't. Don't. They didn't. Like, they had to they set up. Hell, they were busy setting up. For they were actually just managing their weight the yeah, night before like, with the extra pound you gave them. They weren't wrestling three other nationally ranked teams <laughs> and then getting the... Hey, Cleaver, what the heck? Like, wait a minute. Elvis was, exposed this is, you. This is like, one of the most brilliant things I've ever heard of. Genius. Absolutely genius. And some really high-level coaches fell for it. 
<laughs> well, yeah, because how could they not? They're like, yeah, we get a chance to go beat each other up the day oh, before. Yeah. Oh, I get nationally ranked duel. I'll take it. Yes. Wait. <laughs> two or three nationally ranked duels the night before. And then a nasty cheese head tournament. <laughs> I, you know, I wish you guys, I wish our listeners could see how hard Al is laughing right I now. I doubt anybody's even still listening right now, yeah, Josh. Is. I mean, you know what? When you actually, you know, I, I feel like when we wrestle Moundsview later this year, if I'm going to try and set up like a, a quad for them to wrestle before we wrestle them. <laughs> right. See if we can say Michael. See what St. Michael's doing. See what what Chatfield's doing and <laughs> Jackson <laughs> County Central. You know, some Broda. We bring them all in. We let let Moundsview wrestle a quad the day before. Simply will work the mats. They'll, yes. they'll yeah. work the tables and be mat tappers. Yeah. Simply <laughs> parents will work the mats. Right, right. You know, they, like the other kids they left it. You know what? Now you say that. I mean, like Cleveland. What the <laughs> frick, man? Like, oh. How the heck did Simley win this thing the last three years in a row when they were... After that mess? And I don't want to say mess, but like that that first night, like that was... Those are brawls. Oh, yeah, those are like, battles. They were like top 20 ranked teams in the country. In the country. Like, hey, let's do this before this individual tournament where we're going to get eight matches. Man. Dang it, Clifty. So that is actually very shifty. <laughs> Son of a gun. They're not doing it this year. Um, oddly enough, I don't know. I think it was a lot of work for the Kakana. It was It was not a lot of work. It was the, the really good school said, this is ridiculous. What are you doing to us? I don't think they ever said that. I think <laughs> maybe they did. But the, yeah, son of a gun, Cleaver. You pulled a fast one on us. It'll be it'll be interesting to see if Simley can can go win that fourth title. There's five teams from Minnesota that are going to be there this year. You're talking um, Farmington, yep, Wyzetta, St. Thomas Academy, Simley, and then who's the uh, Cass Manorville? Yeah, Casson would be the fifth one. Who Casson always represents really well. Um, Farmington's got a couple guys that'll do Davis Perro be a great tournament for him. Look, they, Davis Perro and if Cole Hall Lindemeyer's wrestling, like those two at any tournament you take them to in the country. Yes. Not just in Minnesota or the Midwest. Like they're they're gonna be competitive at any country any tournament they take are going to. So um, you know, they may not be thirteen weights deep necessarily, but they've got some other tough kids too. They'll they'll and those top two guys, how can you turn down two, you know, very, very highly ranked guys oh, like that? Like that's a nice draw. Like Wyzetta's Wyzetta's gonna come in there and they're gonna battle, you know, with um, Luke Coonan and Logan Swenson. Yep. The who else? Casson's really balanced. They always they always do well here. Um when I said that so many teams have won it or a few teams have won it three times. Wisconsin Rapids is where I was going was that no team has won it four times consecutive. In a row. In a row. In a row, right. Yeah. So Wisconsin Rapids has won it three times in a row. Apple sure. Valley's won it three times in a row. Apple Valley's won it, you know, probably six times total. And, you know, Montini's won it two in a row. Southeast Polk, they won it. Then they lost to Montini. Then they won it again. So Simley's going for, they're going to be the first team to win it four times in a row. First team ever. Yeah, they they historically they've done pretty well. They sure. And maybe if you wouldn't mind just talking a little bit about the just a little bit about the format, the bracket, like how in years past 
<laughs> how years pass, like simply after the seating. Well, I mean, one of my favorite parts of this tournament <laughs> is the fact that Simley is usually, or Apple Valley, is usually leading the tournament before they even start. And the reason is because before they wrestle a match, they seed all these brackets out, and they seed them in all these goofy places. Like, it's an unconventional bracket structure. At the end of the day, it kind of makes sense as far as, you know, brackets and pools and brackets and whatnot. But they start out with seeds, and they actually award points. And I still have never figured it out. I haven't tried too hard, I'll be honest. But they award points, team points, based on your seed. So there will be a leader of this tournament before any matches are wrestled, right? So if Simley gets enough high seeds, they will actually be leading the tournament prior to the referee blowing a whistle. And that's just odd to me. I don't know of any other tournament that does it. Um, I've made fun of it year after year. I'll probably continue to make fun of it. But the reality is it's, it's um, you know, nobody seems to mind it. And it's, it's entertaining. It's a fun talking point. You can oh, see yeah. brackets come out and be like, well, you know, you know, the night before the tournament starts, a certain team's ahead. Or, or certainly in the morning, right, after people weigh in. So um, I enjoy it, even if it's a bit goofy. It's, it's, it's different, fun, right? It's, it's different for sure, but it's it's I'm okay with different. It's it's a fun tournament. That that piece of it is interesting, like different. Um, yeah, I as much as I love the Clash and I love duels, the Cheesehead is pretty fun, is really fun, and kids can get a lot of quality matches. And look, the Cheesehead... The bracket style, the cheese head, has actually been replicated a bit, right? Like, um, kind of. I, the Donny Brook, do they kind of replicate the cheese head or not? Kind of. There's, there's been, there's been tournaments that are like kind of mimicking it, but they're making tweaks. You know, it's not, it's not quite the same. Okay. And I think the cheese head is like the only one that that does it the way they do it, where they like seed to the all, full degree. Yeah. yeah, like where they seed every wrestler. Then you wrestle one match, and if you win, you you go into a, a four-man round robin, you know, with, with coordinating seeds. And if you lose, you go into the the losers bracket. And I think if you lose that first match, you don't actually score team points. You go over to Repechage one. Yeah, Rep Repechage. Is is that how you say it? Repechage. <laughs> I don't repechage. know. <laughs> it's like Repechage, but um, if you so you go over to Repechage one. But you don't actually score team points if you go to that loser side right away. So you got to win that very first one. You got, that is so critical, so critical. And but not everybody has to win because some guys have already scored team points and gotten a buy in the first one. True. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's very true. I would. I would love to listen in. Um, read only. I would not want to participate. I'd love to listen to the seating meeting. Because there are times when that's really important. Oh, he, yeah. Right, like, let's say, let's say there's 13, no, there's not 13 weight classes. There's 14, there's 14 it's Wisconsin. It's Wisconsin. There's 14 weight classes, so Simley rolls over there, has to adjust their lineup a little bit to get the 14th. They're going for, um, you know, the special fourth win in a row. And there's going to be weight classes where 
um, you know, assembly's going to be seated very high and appropriately and all that. But there's going to be some weight classes, I assume, where maybe assembly is like a middle-of-the-road seed, maybe even lower middle, and that first matchup could mean the difference between getting on the winner's side and have the chance to score a couple of points, maybe a pin or two on a, on a, on a you know, on a 17th place match or whatever yeah. and help, help win that four straight title. Or um, maybe they, they don't fight for that seed and they get beat in the first round and um, end up, you know, not scoring any points in a weight class. Totally. Like that could make a huge difference. Huge difference. And I don't know how that seeding works and how it's I would done. love to be there. I just know that they released the pre-seeds the night before. And the team score associated with preseason. Yeah, like they'll adjust it next day, but the fact that, that, is, <laughs> that is fun to follow along with and give you something to talk about at eleven o'clock. You know, it's on interesting. Thursday like, night, as as foolish as it sounds, it is like you can very immediately see like who's the team with the best seeds, right? Like the, the you still have to the wrestle; they're going to yeah. make you wrestle. But the team with all the good seeds is the team that's going to be ahead before they wrestle. Mm-hmm. So for a talking point, you know, if you're a bunch of guys having a burger and maybe a adult beverage at a bar the night before, like you can see immediately who's who's the team to beat, who's got the best seeds, who's where. Just keep that. I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna use that to my. I'm gonna, <laughs> see, I'm gonna use that to my advantage. Okay. See if I can get someone to take the bet. Ooh. And yes. whoever's, yeah, you know what? Whoever's whoever's leading after that comes, on, I'm like, you know what? I think they're the, probably. That's who I'd go with to win this tournament. So you're you're clearly based on that predicting some other team to have better pre-seeds in Simley because I know you're you're not only cheering for but you're planning on a four straight victory. You're well, a positive I'm guy. cheering for them, and I'm hoping for it. And I will say this much: if it wasn't for COVID, they would have won four in a row. Ooh, because in 2021, yeah, great call. Yeah, that would have been a runaway. They literally had the best team they've ever probably had and COVID ruined it. One of the top teams in the country. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, I think quite honestly. Were they not ranked number two that year? Uh for sure they were top five. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I believe you. Two, I believe. Yeah, that so like I think that they would have ran away with the title yeah. in twenty twenty one, but whatever. You know what's done is done. We can't change the you can't as they say, you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube, Al. It's not easy. It is not, it's not <laughs> easy. So um, yeah, I'll be at the Cheesehead, and I'll be awesome. keeping an eye on the brackets at the Clash. And What do they do for streaming at the Cheesehead for video streaming? Oh, man, I don't. In the last couple of years, it's been goofy. It's been... Is it a Rockfin sort of it's thing? It's a Rockfin, like um, Iowa or Illinois Matmen. Yeah. Uh, I don't... You know, is he... I appreciate them and what they do, but I I wish it was a little different option for high school wrestling for people to watch. Yeah, like for this particular tournament, I do too. Um, I know, like the finals. I think they actually broadcast on the TV, like yeah. Iowa style. Um, but I don't know. Like I say this answer. Yes, it's Rockfin. I'm sure it's Rockfin and right. Illinois Matman again this year. I don't I don't know for sure, but it's kind of yeah. weird that Illinois Matman. Streams it on their rock. It's super channel. weird, right? Well, yeah, it's, it's in Wisconsin. You think is there a Wisconsin? There must not be a Wisconsin Matman <laughs> stream. Like, well, mass Cleaver I mean, about this. There's got, there's got to be some team of Wisconsin that's done streaming before. There has to. Let's get the guys from Wisconsin wrestling up there and make it happen. Did you not say you watched the Bi State on streaming? Yeah, 
And after they got the, the, the like maybe those guys are are uh, hard nosed competitors to the cheesehead guys. I don't know, I don't but think so. I wouldn't think so. Like there's no reason for it. Yeah, they I could don't... work together to make it work. Yeah. Oh well. Okay. Well, Josh, I'll be at national duels. Let's touch base after national duels, and after the cheesehead, and after the clash, and just do a recap show. Gonna have to. I like it. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot to talk about. Oh my gosh, it'll be you, quite a show. We um, you think this do not be long? Josh. Don't be afraid to keep your eyes open for guests. We don't have to have a guest, but if you if you happen to find someone, I would not be opposed to that. We'll talk about that off mic. Um, I don't know. I, I we're gonna have a lot to talk about. It's gonna be a busy. I'm I'm, I'm down. If busy we need, episode. If we need a guest that's that's worthy. Of in studio be able to keep up in studio, right? I mean, hopefully they're the dedicated level. and right. You know, spend as much time researching as we do, right? The uh, yeah, the 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 physical stamina that we have. I mean, it's going to be the flexibility that you have. No, AJ's. I, I'm going to talk to freaking Randy Volk <laughs> over at General Sports about getting the, the unreal sweatshirts with you doing the splits. And giving just we you know, just one. a single finger up, just a single finger up. You know, we're not. This may use... or may not have to be a photoshopped <laughs> <laughs> picture. I'm not entirely sure that the splits are in my future. So, I think here's what we do: we try it a couple, like ten times. <laughs> if we just keep trying, we'll get it eventually. You know, <laughs> if after ten, you can do the splits. Then we Photoshop. <laughs> yeah. Well, me and Von Dom will work on that. All right, well, it's been fun, Josh. Great getting back together, and uh, look forward to the recap soon. Have fun this week. Thanks, you too. Well, another great podcast. Great podcast. Time for the end of show wrap. Minnesota Wrestling Representing. Alan Josh is the podcast show. Just two guys that's in the know. Bring in the wrestling news episodes. You can sit and listen or hear on the go. Voices is smooth. Podcast is free. Many platforms for downloading. Minnesota Wrestling. Alvin Josh Raymond report the scene. High school, college, women, youth. Minnesota Wrestling is for you. Live from the kitchen, I'm in Studio 2. Can't wait for the next one. Stay tuned.